This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of NL Hafta. We're recording this on the 22nd of February, Thursday, 4 p.m. Uh things may have changed when you hear this because there is an evolving situation when it comes to the farmer meeting that's happening right now in mm, Chandigarh. In Chandigarh. and also the protests etc and of course there are many raids underway so there are many things happening while we are recording this hmm. which may change by the time this recording ends only thing sure is aayenge to modi ji that we can say how are you so sure that we can say you were you were not sure about the opposition parties coming together now they are coming together do parties to speculation se kya hota hai sir but before we get into the introduction of Who are going to be on the panel? I want to put a very special thanks to Nishtha. Uh, she did not want me to dwell into who she is, etc., etc. But like you know, um, I had mentioned in last hafta that a wonderful producer who happens to be here now, who was injured when he was covering the uh, farmer protest, he collapsed. A uh, shell, whatever the tear gas, went off right next to his head, so he passed out, yeah. and the phone he was carrying. was lost uh-huh. and i had mentioned this in last hafta and nishtha sent me an email and said we shall replace it for you and uh iphone pro was in our office in less than 2 days does that wow. mean so, when i lose so, an iphone manisha tum ja ke bech doge i know manisha ja ke chaudi bazar bech degi so oh dekh ho gaya कोई अब अब कोई सब्सक्राइबर हमें भी आईफोन ऐसे नहीं होता ऑनेस्ट लोगों से बहुत पुराना फोन है मेरा देखो अब थैंक यू बोल दो निशा थैंक यू निशा थैंक यू दैट इज व्हाट मेक्स न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री सब्सक्राइबर्स सच वंडरफुल पीपल वी डोंट हैव टू डिपेंड ऑन सरकारी एड्स यू डोंट डिपेंड ऑन अदानी जी अंबानी जी वासवानी जी और रेस्ट ऑफ द जी अरमानी जी वी ओनली डिपेंड्स ऑन सब्सक्राइबर्स सो ऑन दैट नोट ऑफ थैंक यू रिमेंबर सब्सक्राइब पे टू कीप न्यूज़ फ्री uh and going forward in the election the four iphones we have we hope we have 5 8 so that we can <laughs> send producers in other parts so if any of you have an old iphone pro lying or want to buy a new one and send it mail me abhinandansekri@gmail.com abhinandansekri@gmail.com so we can ha- give one to all these guys who go out so we have good high quality video and as you've seen a lot more video stories are coming out of news laundry these days yeah so Let's do more of that. Abhinandan Sekri at gmail dot com. If you want to dispose your old machines, old phones, they can be used in changing the country. Did you know that? So, on that note, the panel in the studio today: Manisha Pandey. Hello. Shardul. Welcome. Raman Kripal. <laughs> Hello. And joining us on the phone line, or rather on Zoom from Kolkata, is Monidipa Banerjee. Hi, Monidipa. Hi. Nice to be on your show. Yes. Tell me. Good to be back. Uh, before I introduce you, the Link to her show in the print, which is Sandesh Kali is Mamta Banerjee's most dangerous quicksand in 12 years, is in the link below. Uh, so you can click on that and read that article of hers. Monidipa, as most of our listeners and viewers will already know, is a veteran journalist. She is based in Kolkata, and she is reporting on politics in West Bengal, uh, from the Telegraph to NDTV for nearly three decades. I know I have watched as long as I've been in the business. So welcome, Monidipa. Thank you. very kind words though it makes me feel very very old <laughs> <laughs> yes join has, the club he has this habit of making everybody old yeah raman sir also oldest. saying he says so you keep making yourself also so old and because of that even i feel so old <laughs> so uh before we get into the discussion 
uh, we will discuss uh, Sandesh Kali first and then the farmers duress. Yeah. We want to announce a new News Laundry Sena project, Modi 2.0 report card. This is being done in partnership with the News Minute. We've just done one series in partnership with the News Minute on how political parties get funded. Uh, and coincidentally, many of them who give funds have recently been raided as well. So do check out that story. Um, this new NL Sena project will also be in partnership with the News Minute. So the link is below in the show notes. Or you can just go to newslaundry.com and you can see this NL Sena project. We don't take any ads from anyone. All our reportage and journalism is funded by you. So do show the world together that journalism can be completely free of any ads. And these days, so you've seen Bhagwan's ads because LG doesn't pass Delhi ads. So the Punjab <laughs> ads are flooding Delhi. So. And <laughs> along surprisingly... With, along just... with Yogi and Modi, Bhagwant is everywhere. But Bhagwant uh, ads don't have... Uh... Kejriwal's picture in most of those ads. Maybe. That's what but, I noticed. But, but, but in yesterday's Indian Express ad, which was about UP, the copy was about Uttar Pradesh and Yogi, but the photograph was only Modi. <laughs> but that, such is the nature of Sarkari ads. Uh, but le let's get to the headlines first. Leaders of the ongoing farmers' protest decided to suspend their plan to move towards Delhi for two days after a protester died of head injury at Khanori border yesterday. Several farmers were also injured as the Haryana police dropped tear gas shells at the Shambhu and Khanori border. The Sayukt Kisan Morcha is currently in a meeting with the rest of the farmers' union at Chandigarh to discuss further strategy. Congress and allies seem to be finally getting their seat-sharing act together. The Samajwadi Party has announced that it will contest the upcoming Lok Sabha elections in UP on 63 seats out of the 80. Congress will field its candidates on 17 seats. Mm. AAP will do a 4 is to 3 in Delhi mm. and get 2 seats in Gujarat and 1 in Haryana. 2 seats in Gujarat is not bad. Mm. It's a good deal so, for them. So, it's, it's, I mean, unless there's some huge, So, in spite of all the media efforts of, forget uh. anyone else trying to spike it. The media was trying its uh. hardest to spike that. So even now, they're saying Congress humbled Congress is agreeing <laughs> to such pathetic terms. <laughs> hmm. 17 but is not, not pathetic. It's not pathetic. This is like, this is, this is like in, generous. Men, in Men Pyar Kiya, when that sidekick of, I mean, I don't know what that uh, actor's name is. All I know is that in, in Mahabharat, um, he played the guy who closed the chakra view. Deep Dillon. Uh, probably Deep Dillon. Was, no, as in, he was playing Jaidrath. Jaidrath, yeah. Yes, Deep Dillon. Deep Dillon. So Deep Dillon is the truck driver and his sidekick wants to fight Salman. Boss, this your insult. So, when he, any seizure happens, all these sidekicks are frightened. This your insult, boss. Khadge, uh, I must say, is a very smooth operator. Yeah. His team, huh? Hmm. At this now, age, the way, I mean, finding he, his soul in the Yatra, I'm guessing it's Khadge yeah, who's managed to do all this. successful guy. So far. Sandesh Khali, a village 75 kilometers away from Calcutta, has been gripped by protests by women who have leveled allegations of sexual assault and land grabbing against TMC leader Shah Jahan Sheikh and his aides. The National Human Rights Commission has sent a notice to West Bengal government and the state's police chief over reports alleging unabated human rights violation. On Monday, Republic Bangla journalist Shantu Pan was also arrested there on allegations of trespassing and outraging the modesty of women. Editors Guild of India described Pan's detainment as worrisome. He was granted bail today by the Calcutta High Court. Hmm. In all of this, a Sikh IPS officer deputed in West Bengal's Dhamakali village was allegedly called Khalistani by BJP protesters. There's a huge furor over it. 
and, and they are claiming no such thing happened. A video yeah. has been oh. released by the Bengal police saying that here is when it was called. Well, you can clearly see his reaction saying, "Don't." I mean, there are also the audio responding. is there. I yeah. mean, you can yeah, hear yeah, Khalis. Yeah. Audio is there. I mean, you can't say who said Which it. Which is shocking it's... because this is not something that you'd hear in Calcutta or West Bengal. This is not the kind of thing that goes around. So but many Sikh businessmen. So much. Is, huh, this is what you expect now when when you play the politics of polarization. Yeah, and so stereotyping. No, there is another part to this. When your it's political so hurtful, brief, actually. very hurtful. And I don't know very why hard. they're doing this with a community which is largely. I mean, there's just no friction there. And huh? he it is. Seeks. He is an IPS officer. Yes, ACB. He's a big. He, I mean, he he passed that national exam, you know, for everybody aspire for. Sir, so Shant Sinha is a prime time anchor. <laughs> Sudhir Chaudhary is a prime time anchor. So. It doesn't matter who's who. We are in a world where, कुछ भी चलेगा. Like there is another aspect to this. When your political brief has become, which messages come from Delhi to what on WhatsApp, mm. the point is that you lose your footing on the ground and you just parrot away the points. The Supreme Court on Tuesday quashed and set aside the result of the January 30th mayoral polls for the Chandigarh Municipal Corporation, in which the presiding officer had named BJP's Manoj Sonkar as the winner. Mm. <laughs> And in the, <laughs> the counting happened in CGI. <laughs> yeah. Today imagine. they also said that they counted again. Imagine because <laughs> the, now the three up guys who had flipped that they'll be saying, "Now, now, now, what is our status?" The mayoral polls के लिए कर रहे हैं इतना कुछ यार उन्होंने मतलब. But you know what I find shocking is that how you know prime time anchors one would assume they'd be thrilled at this. Yes. And that night there was not a single. I could not recognize a single spokesperson. Like you know, usually when they have these prime time cockfights yeah. or debates, or some want to give them some sort of respectability. <laughs> you know, they are the usual BJP faces, and there was not one BJP spokesperson. Yes. Not even the proxies. You know, BJP mm-hmm. has some standard proxies. Some of them have sat with us here also. Even they. Even they weren't there. Yeah. There's some new random people because they said, "Yeah, ye to ham ham se bhi na defend hoga." Anchors they were like, "Very not. Ham hai na." <laughs> and the, the faces of anchors like i generally stay away from tv like for over 20 years now but like the faces were i wanted to see the reaction uh-huh. they were like you could see they that they're sad they're sad that democracy has got saved i'm like dude what world are we living in yeah they, they feel so dejected like while reading the headline kya ho gaya i think bjp se zyada dhakka unko laga the maharashtra assembly on tuesday passed a bill that provides for a 10% quota in education and government jobs for the state's maratha community Vanessa Dugnak, a Delhi-based French journalist who was issued a notice last month by the Foreigners Regional Registration Office accusing her of malicious reporting, has left the country. She said that she was forced to leave by the government of India. This is because she was an OCI, and her OCI was cancelled because, according to new laws, you cannot do journalistic work if you're an OCI. Yeah, although it's I think being challenged in court, yeah. or it should be because. And That's it's very vaguely worded hmm. again, like you can't carry out journalistic activities. She wasn't reporting on India; she was reporting on South Asian countries yeah, from yeah, India. Yeah. The CBI has summoned former Telangana Chief Minister K. Chandrasekhar Rao's daughter and BRS legislator K. Kavita in connection with the Delhi Excise Policy case next week. Hmm. Meanwhile, Satyapal Malik's house was also raided today. He said, "You'll only find a few kurta pajamas." <laughs> four pairs. And he said, "Dictator yeah, has come. I'm not scared pairs. of the dictator." Hmm. But yeah, he's your neighbor. 
Yeah. So did you see the sleuths coming in? Did you worry they're coming for you? They were the man. <laughs> I was I was surprised at why he hasn't been attacked so far because he really went after He Modi. said so much. He gave so much so many interviews, interviews yeah. and that Kashmiri uh, mm. Kashmir interview of, of Pulwama. Mm. Thingy, the yeah. the things that he revealed are massive. And uh, uh, but, although, but, but although in the past also they had come and at that time a lot of farmers had gathered outside the colony uh, they said we didn't come to arrest him we just came to request him to do xyz but i think at that time because of the amount of farmers who gathered there hmm. the enforcement agencies backed off hmm. but cbi raiding him a former CBI, governor uh, no but cbi takes time to raid anyone and unless i mean during my time and i used to report in 90s CBI was yes, much fast food cause honest so i don't know i mean they were very professional mm. in 90s but i don't know mm. things might have changed no. in a press conference congress party treasurer ajay makan said that the it department has ordered withdrawal of 65 crore from its account undemocratically mm. this is while their case is still underway in the with the appellate authority so They've just withdrawn this. How can this it be file. undemocratic? I think it is illegal. It is a crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Well, uh, it's a crime is, no, committed by the government. No, apparently, because I know someone else, uh, there is a provision by which they can deduct the tax from you at your bank level. You don't even get to know. Hmm. And the person who told me about this challenged in court and won, and the money had to be returned back to him. But there is a provision by which they can take the money directly from your account. But partially, because the total tax amount is two hundred eighteen crore. I think. Pata nahi, but I mean, they, there is a provision by which they can do that. Hmm. Eminent jurist and senior Supreme yeah. Court advocate Fali Sam Nariman died in Delhi on Wednesday at the age of ninety-five. We have a very heartwarming obit on him on our website, so do read it. Yes. Iconic radio presenter Amin Sayani, host of the popular radio show Binaka Geetmala, also passed away on Tuesday. Such a lovely voice. Hmm. The Pakistan People's Party and the Pakistan Muslim League Nawaz reached an agreement to form a coalition government nearly 2 weeks after the national elections. Pakistan People's Party chairperson Bilawal Bhutto Zardari confirmed that Pakistan Muslim League Nawaz leader Shahbaz Sharif would be the candidate for the prime minister's post. I hope ban jaye ab yaar. I'm tired of do do teen hafte se chal raha hai. Pakistan to banana bhi khatam chilka bacha hai. Fascinating is that and this shows the mindset of How small-minded you are! Anything happens in Pakistan, Gaurav Sawant gets his prime-time show. And Pakistan, look, Pakistan, look. Hey, yar, कुछ तो बड़ा हो जाए. Grow up, you know. Like <laughs> he'll have four people, and then Pakistan, and 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 you know he has that body language. कि मैं तो commando, and the other guy Gaurav Arya. I really want to. I want to make a movie. I want to make a movie called Maybe Commando with Gaurav Arya and Major. उंसिल्यूशन कॉलिंग फॉर एन इमीडियट ह्यूमैनिटेरियन सीज फायर इन गाजा 
Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition politician and prominent Kremlin critic, died in prison on Friday. So that is just And there's been massive clampdown on protests, on vigils in Russia. The brazenness of yeah. Putin blows yes. me. And I don't yeah. know whether you guys saw that Tucker Carlson's interview I, of Putin. Yes. Like JC oh, the news is just going down the shithole in a lot of places in Tulu Gabar. This guy still has an audience. I'm blown away that this buffoon still has an audience. Still has an he has the biggest audience. It's just shocking here. And Alexis Navalny and his mother not getting the body. Yeah. But apparently the the, the way Europe has reacted and apparently even America They're saying they will embargo um, all the people who were who were the jailers or whoever was involved Achha. immediately in in, in Navalny's in, in, in the, the, all the which means that if they or their children or their families want to travel to the US or will seek not be given yeah. they will not be given which is that's good but will they be ever able, able to figure out who. Oh, no, I'm sure they will. I mean, there are some officials who are there in charge, right? There must be some jailer. They oh, they'll come to Maldives. That's a good. No, but that's a good uh, thing to do. No, but but, oh, but look at how far this guy is going, Putin. Mm. Um, this Russian pilot who had abandoned when in the Ukrainian war mm. happened, he had switched sides. He flew his helicopter to Russia, uh, to Ukraine, and said, "I'm not going to be part of this war." And uh, he was found dead um, just day before yesterday. Achha. Total gangster. It's his total gangster. Yeah, yeah. Putin is the leader in the world who has no checks on his power. Yeah, no checks. Everybody actually. else has some either some check, either yeah. by necessity mm. or by design. Putin has no checks, and he controls a large swath of Europe. Yeah, here, a Russian pilot who defected to Ukraine is dead. Ukraine Defense Intelligence, Maxim Kuzminov, a Russian pilot who dramatically defected to Ukraine by flying his helicopter across the border, is dead. Spanish civil guard because he was rehabilitated in Spain. And he had come on television and said, "I urge other Russians also to abandon this mm. unjust war." And on television, one of the special forces of Russia had said, "He thinks he'll hide. We will find him." He was under a different name, under different. He was uh, living in different country. Oh no! They found him. They killed him. You mm. think this will? He'll ever see? There'll ever be an uprising in our time there? In Russia? No, no. 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 They seem to have a great. लाइक In India, also there is sort of an admiration for strong men. Mm. Russia doesn't dislike strong men. Right. But this guy is going too far, of course. Yes, yes. And is that the end of the headlines, or do we have yes, more? Yes, that's it. All right. So let's get into what is happening in Bengal first. So, Monidipa, this uh, has become a huge issue. Um, I will say it is covered extensively every day in the media. and it is deeply worrying that this person he's like i guess i understand is a local goon who is missing and and no action is taken against him hmm. uh the nature shahjah sheik shahjah but the nature of allegations has kind of changed in the last 2 to 3 weeks i have noticed from uh, you know uh being accused of inappropriate behavior to exploitation to rape and then i saw one particular anchor saying gang rape but the police says that there has been no complaint of rape filed with us uh and 
you know, opposition says the police doesn't, it's a state police. Why is this such a huge political event? Uh, and why is this man, why, why does he have so much clout? Well, that's a good question. At this moment, uh, to start with your last bit first, uh, he seems to have become a superhuman being, actually. Hmm. Today, I think it is the 49th day that he has been missing. Honestly, I have stopped counting. 5th January, he disappeared the day the ED landed at his doors. Mm. And, uh, you know, till today, he hasn't been found. And uh, uh, it is probably going to be 50 days tomorrow. So given that uh, he is missing, given that the entire police force of West Bengal appears not to be able to find him, given that the Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee has also said things like he has been targeted by the ED, um, you know, on the instructions of the party at the center, the BJP, to disturb the peace of West Bengal. Given all that, somehow, truly, Shah Jahan has become a larger-than-life character. Uh, and we still don't know when he's going to get caught. We have no idea where he is. There are even questions being raised about how he may have fled across the border to Bangladesh because Sandesh Khali is, you know, adjoining the border and very riverine, a labyrinth of rivers, really. And he could have slipped across. And then, of course, we've also had some Trinamool leaders pointing fingers at the BSF saying if Shah Jahan has escaped to Bangladesh, then it's the fault of the BSF. So given all this, Shah Jahan has become truly a giant superhero kind of person, which is absurd because he was ultimately basically a strong man uh, of that area of the Sundarbans, whose main role before 2013 or before 2011 was to help the CPM win elections. And now since 2013, it has been, his Trinamool. role has been to help the Trinamool win the elections in that area. That's about it. And there are many others like him. But uh, so apparently, uh, he when he filed his nomination for panchayat polls, I mean the ED says documents submitted for panchayat polls stated he owns 70, 17 cars, forty three bigas of land. That's twenty three acres and jewelry over two crore. His bank balance was nearly two crore, and um, his annual income was twenty lakh. I mean I don't know how that became his investment strategy. I must figure out. But it's land grab. How, his but, investment but how, strategy. So so he's basically the. I guess the Raja Bhaiya equivalent that whichever party he backs will kind of win in that area. Is that right? Yeah, that's a pretty good analogy for people up in the northern parts of this country yeah, to understand. In UP, yeah. The Raja Bhaiya equivalent. I wonder if there's some such person in southern India. I don't know. I'm sure we shall find out. No, the Bellari brothers. Oh, yes. Bellari brothers, who, I mean, they backed whichever party, you know, pandered to them from Sushma Suraj to everyone pandered to them. They, they'd. They've switched enough parties. So, yeah, I guess like the Billari brothers. What I was keen to know, Monadipa, is this, you know, the ED action happens, he disappears. And then there are these protests by women uh, who talk about, you know, illegal land grab, uh, their farms being taken away, them being harassed. And then slowly and steadily, then you have women come and say that his aides, two of his right and left hand men, are also accused of rape, molestation. So, how did this... How did this come about, the protest of the women coming together and, you know, and, and why now? Like, how is it that, because clearly this guy has been, you know, doing what he's been doing there for a very long time. Is it because of the ED action that they felt empowered to then come out and kind of take him yeah, on? Yeah, because it started off with financial impropriety and now it's gone into, you know, gang rape. What 
what is the primary uh, narrative for which he is wanted there okay i should warn you that i can go on forever so please stop me at appropriate <laughs> intervals and i never thought i would ever you know um quote something that the home minister says mm. and that is his favorite comment chronology samjhiye mm. uh, i'm going to sort of <laughs> transphrase that and say geography bhi samajhna chahiye Mm-hmm. Um, the fact of the matter is, uh, in Sandesh Khali, the panchayat area, there are two blocks. Okay, there is Sandesh Khali one, and then there is Sandesh Khali two. Sandesh Khali one, on the fifth of December, was the theatre of all the action. One, remember, that's where Shah Jahan had his huge housing complex, mm-hmm. and that's where when the ED went and tried to break the gates, uh, hundreds of women apparently showed up and. prevented the ed from breaking the gates and going in and finding shah jahan these are not the same women who are protesting today mm. today the protests are happening in an adjoining island of sandesh kali 2 this is a bit of geography we must understand because also the population the demographics are a little different uh, there are more minority community people mm. in sandesh kali 1 So the and religious angle comes in. Majority community people in Sandesh Kali too, which is seeing all the action. There are many reasons why apparently many days after the ED trouble, uh, these women of Sandesh Kali too started protesting against Shah Jahan. One of the simplest. There are many stories, and some of them are unconfirmed, so I shall not repeat them. but the simplest explanation that the women have been given is that shah jahan on the 8th of february i think was missing for more than a month mm. and somehow the women there came to feel that maybe finally he has disappeared for good and he, he cannot come. come back without immediately getting arrested and that is what apparently prompted them mm. to raise their voices in protest mm. and take it further go and attack the properties of two of shah jahan's um, stooges or goons mm. who had made their life very very difficult and that is that chap uttam mm. and shri prasad so that's when they went and started burning the properties you know a poultry farm and some other stuff of uttam so i think it was the kind of slow but growing belief that shah jahan was gone from the area for good which mm. is what brought the women out that probably that reassurance was just not there mm-hmm. also eventually you know the two i mean shah jahan disappeared but his two comrades were very much there and they felt it was a good time as any to raise the matter and get some action taken against them and so eventually uttam and shibu were arrested and mind you now rape complaints have been filed against shibu definitely and perhaps also uttam but not against shah jahan not to get and it's important to just note that while i mean smriti rani came in and bjp does what it does communalize the whole thing said you know bangladeshis are hmm. raping hindu women the two aids are hindus hmm. so it's very much a problem of political gundagardi yes and political patronage to gundas not really a problem of bangladeshis see this is this up. is a very in, a, a peculiar problem that i see with the view that you have from delhi and that is uh, you know on the ground really I mean, you might even ask, how come a minority leader like Shah Jahan has Hindu goons or stooges who are his right and left hand men? But that's the way it is yeah. in these mm. islands. I mean, those people have been cohabiting for 
years and years. And mind you, Shah Jahan is belongs to the minority community, which is in minority in Shandesh Khali, ultimately. They are in mm. large numbers, 22%, 25%, but they are a minority. But- and yet Shah Jahan's aides are Hindus. So when a union minister, for instance, says, oh, Muslim minority men are raping him, Mm. Hindu women. That is uh, so. It's also factually funny. wrong. It's it's wrong on on even you know, the, on, on even the says, on even the alleged facts. That's inaccurate. I mean, you know, I mean, what shall I say? It just reveals a terrible ignorance of the way things are on the ground, even now in Bengal. Now, it may change. One more question. And uh, just to add, him. many of these women protesting are TMC voters. A lot of them would have yes. voted for the TMC. So it is not even, it's really a problem of this guy. Who's His fear, basically. Yeah. His fear in him getting political patronage by Mamta. Yeah, now that's the question I have. Like Mamta got a pretty solid, you know, mandate when she won. And that was also as an incumbent, she won. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very convincingly. Um, in such an environment, I mean, if this guy is filing panchayat level papers, he clearly is not someone who can help you sweep an election. He can at best help you on one or two seats. What makes him uh, so important for Mamta that uh, irrespective whether he is, you know, whether the facts, whether evidence is there enough for him to be prosecuted or pronounced guilty, but purely as a political, you know, optics, uh, what uh, stops her from not, you know, protecting him in whatever way the police has been slow on this. Why is he so important? See, like I'm trying to repeatedly explain everywhere that I'm talking about this problem, you know, the after the kind of comments a union minister made mm. about the rape factor, right. any other place where if there was communal tension on the ground, there have been there would have been riots. Mm. But not in Sandesh Khali. I mean, even today, the Hindus and Muslims are going around just fine. There's no problem. And that is a fact of life here in most parts of Bengal. Mm. That the tension level is not at an ugly point, mm. thankfully, just yet. So therefore, it is not un- unnatural that uh, a leader of the minority community should have um, right hand and left hand men of the majority community. But why Shahjan is important is very simple, really. It is the fact that 30% of the voters, roughly, are of the minority community in West Bengal. They all have staunchly supported Mamta Banerjee since 2011, certainly, even before. And uh, that is a kind of vote bank that Mamta Banerjee has. Uh, protected and nourished and nurtured and cherished. It has helped her through so many elections. Why it is now even more important for her to protect a minority leader like like Shah Jahan uh, is the fact that in the last two years, there seem to to have been some little breaches in the minority vote bank because not very far from Shandesh Khali is Bangor. And, you know, while in 2021, both the CPIM and the Congress drew blanks, one of their partners in their alliance, and that is the Indian Secular Front, which is headed by a Muslim peer, much respected, his brother won an election at Bhangar. So he is one opposition MLA other than the BJP in the assembly in West Bengal. And the fact that he managed to wrest Bhangor from a very strong Trinamool leader in the area, that certainly 
made the Trinamool Congress stop and think. And subsequently, there was uh, the Sagardigi, a bipole, Sagardigi again, um, minority-dominated uh, uh, assembly constituency up in Murshidabad district, where out of the blue, in a triangular contest, the joint candidate, a congressman, he won the election out of the blue. I mean, there was Trinamool, there was BJP, and there was a full fight, apparently. And uh, uh, the Congress uh, candidate won in a minority-dominated seat. And that's where I think some alarm bells went off in the Trinamool Congress about the sanctity of their Which is why there's no way Mampa can risk giving up somebody like Shah Jahan. Right. Mm. So let me open this out to the panel. Um, what makes you think, and I, I mean, I, I know that this is something that sometimes even I've wondered, geographically, Bengal is not so far from Delhi, as is a, the Kerala. Or a, yes, but, yes. But yet, Beng, stuff that happens in Bengal has to reach a critical point for it to become a national Common. story. And this I've seen over time, even, you know, with Shingur and stuff, it once it becomes a critical mass, then it becomes a national story. Whereas in other states, it doesn't have to reach that critical mass. Why do you think that is? Any? I have a theory. You have a theory? I wrote it that? down. Hmm. Ironically, BJP is showing us why you, you need a proper opposition everywhere. Hmm. Because uh, until you have some representative of the opposition... So you're saying Bengal the... has never had a strong opposition? Yes. Not from the communist times to now? I mean, like, look at hmm. it. Like, until and unless it reaches a critical mass, people don't get to know about it. Hmm. Right? And I have... A... I think that's true from Telangana also. That's why a lot of people in Telangana don't get those stories. Because, look, like Telangana also, there wasn't any significant opposition. opposition. I mean, it, it, it it's in different degrees in different places, of course. I mean, it, it differs... It's a good theory. To... I, I don't disagree. District to district. I mean, like BJP is trying to gain a foothold and people see that we have someone to, no matter what their reason is, someone to push us ahead. So hmm. they do it. I have a bit of different approach to this before anybody comes in. Like Mamta made statements, which I mentioned in last week's Charcha, that there are RSS bunkers and all. So like, And now the things have come out. The most problematic for me, the allegation is, like they were sort of performing some kind of prima nocta. Like, like, after wedding, like they used to get three women. Any person who gets married, they used to get their wife and you know exploit them. This is extremely disturbing. This is an allegation. This is an allegation on record. I've read mm. reports on it. Mm. And if chief minister is saying this, so what is it like? Believe all women, all women until unless they are opposing the opposition. Mm. Like, that's not how it works. Like you cannot subject people to this. Mm. And I agree with Monodipa's point. Like. The criminal lords, criminal fiefdoms, no matter where they are, they are not minority, they are not majority, yes, they run their fiefdoms. Yeah, whichever mm. political And they part. don't care about what religion or caste or creed their sure. goons are. Sure. sure. The, they that, they I, look for different kind of efficiencies. I think national politics have demonstrated that in different states. <laughs> Raman, sir, you have a take on this? One small thing to finish this. The BJP is trying to spread this because they want this women in danger to spread into all of Bengal. But thankfully, the women have also said who are protesting that we are TMC voters, but we want this guy out. Right. That shows you that there is at least some authenticity to their allegations. Like, And which is why they should have been taken very seriously yeah. by Mamta. Instead of saying RSS 2 or whatever, you got to like see what like, they're I, saying. Our politicians have to learn their opposition. When BJP is in opposition, they are very efficient. Like, yeah, But I, I mean, I find it fascinating that in our country, I mean, a allegation of rape or this kind of inappropriate 
impropriety, uh, you know, whether it's a minor impropriety or whether it's something terribly violent like yeah. rape, is whether it is Bridge Bhushan Sharan Singh, whether it is, you know, in the news media, the Me Too movement, it is not a very significant damage. It doesn't yeah. damage you politically, yeah. Yeah. status, you know, whether you are a TV panelist, you are rehabilitated, there, even if there's, you know, even if you don't subscribe to believe all women, I yeah. think everyone subscribe to listen to all women. Yeah. Take your job of believing or not, depending on what the, Proof. you know, wh whatever comes out. But there is enough credibility in enough cases who we again see rehabilitated on TV. So I think that is something in our collective conscience. It there is was very, a now case. It is very low in our uh, priority list. Ramansa, no, your I, take on this coverage? I don't have much uh, first-hand uh, experience, you know, of reporting from West Bengal. Hmm. But, uh, you know, over the years, whatever we have read and uh, a couple of stories for which I had gone to uh, West Bengal, what I found that CPM had nurtured a class of strong men for a very long time and they had been in power for 30 years for that reason. Mm. And when the when the political power went into her hand, the entire this class they all went of strong men, they went to, back, uh, went to her, Mamta. To, to Mamta. Now for Mamta, so so what? So the reasoning that I get out of that that this class needs to be nurtured, this class needs to be saved at any cost. For so all I think uh, for all politicians. So maybe I think this is one of the reason that uh, we see that uh, Shahja is, you know, under her protection. In uh, fact, the two aides were with the CPI before. Uh, mm. yeah. they, they, in fact, I, I also have some relatives over there who stay over there, they say that during CPM time, uh, several times they, they were not allowed to vote. So they, mm. if they live in a residential colony, so the, these uh, strong men, uh, you know, they will just come over there, they'll close their gates, and they said you... Uh, Chutti uh, Oh, there's intimidation. If intimidation. There's, if there's clear intimidation that you should not go yeah. to the booth. Yeah. Right. So, Monitipa, uh, fine. Just to answer his question, yeah. there is uh, there was definitely truth in that. I mean, there were some infamous occasions when, say, a multi-story building with a slightly upper middle class uh, resident, a set of residents there. But on election day, there were reports about how they went out to vote and found the gate locked. Mm -hmm from their building to the polling booth, locked from outside. But that has happened this uh, in, in Mamta Banerjee's period too. It's a legacy she has inherited and carried on. So yeah. Just one last question. Is this, how serious is this thing going to be for her in terms of upcoming elections, 2024? You know, Manisha, I was just going to put that also, I'll put that in context of your colleague's question. Uh, that, you know, until somebody like the BJP comes along and raises it, the role of the opposition, no question that, um, you know, the opposition, a strong opposition is very, very important in any state. And I've seen this state with very weak oppositions for most of my career. However, I have also seen some of the strongest opposition leaders possible in the country, and that is Mamta Banerjee. Mm. And I sometimes talk, close my eyes and think that if something like Sandesh Khali happened during the left regime, what would Mamta Banerjee have done? She mm. would have gone and set up camp over there mm. and set up court over there. And that is a very big problem with the BJP. Mm. I mean, you know, I, they have been making efforts to go to Sandesh Kali. And just like the left stopped Mamta from going to, say, Nandigram, 
Similarly, Mamta is now stopping the BJP, and they are being smart. They are recourse, uh, you know, taking recourse in court orders and finally making it to the spot. But I don't know why they are even coming away. Mamta Banerjee would have started living over there mm. till police took action, <laughs> till Shah Jahan was caught, or something like that. Mm. And that is a qualitative fighter. difference in the kind of opposition she gave to the CPM and the kind of opposition the BJP is giving to her. It, the opposition strategy and its performance still seems scattered and they need the prime minister to come down yeah. apparently on the 6th of yeah. march to really lend their opposition muscle true what you're seeing is a dilution suddenly somebody allegedly calls a cop a khalistani you know i mean just completely hmm. somehow there is a lack of a focus But or at I... least you know we have seen the best at opposition which is Mamta Banerjee. Yeah. And let's say the BJP has still got a long way to go before they re, you know, reach that pitch that will upset. Also, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't see that happening in Modi's time because it is so central heavy. You know, for that kind of thing, there has to be some autonomy yeah, in your regional yeah. leaders that yeah. here, man, like even that thing of should I put the heart around my neck or not Rajnath Singh dude you're like I know like, I mean uh, we've all heard stories from people who we know in governments how yeah. even cabinet ministers cannot take a decision because they don't know someone of a much junior level from the PMO will call yes, and tell yes. them it is so I think that is you have to empower people and I think the congressization of the BJP we will see it completed very soon you know Kamalnath did not go there I kept they didn't want him but Uh, you know, with Milin Deora, you know, RPN Singh, Sindhya. Dude, none of these guys have fight in them. They are all, they want mm. to be served a position. They want to give in a house in Latians Delhi and now do this. They cannot win Jack. Yes. They cannot fight. And with Modi saying, Sab kuch Modi ki guarantee, Modi ki guarantee, everything <laughs> exactly. is. So then there is no other plant that's coming up now. So then they'll say, Sadak, we'll sit down, Modi ji, we'll sit down. Why are we sitting down? I think that's, that's, yeah. that's the inevitable logical end of what's happening to the BJP. And you, that is exactly what's going to happen. The entire party has been personified. Hmm. And Congress was not even so much personified. I mean, yeah, it, it exactly. Was it wasn't this much. Yeah. Maybe during yeah. Indra. The ministers, I mean, we had such openly, we used to go and meet them, interview them, talk to them. Today, you go to a minister, he will not give you an interview. Hmm. He will oh, not. Oh, oh, he, he will. He, he will even refuse to speak to you informally. Yeah. Or, or if he'll bump into you at some event, he'll say, "Don't be seen with me." Durjaake khade ho ja. Durjaake. People who you've known for decades. Yes. <laughs> like I'm itching to say a slogan. It popped into my head. Like psycho fancy doesn't read fighters or people with spine. Like you can forget about politics. Imagine in your office, one guy whose boss chat of eye and one is not. You cannot expect the Chato guy to put up a fight about anything. Hmm. So the same thing happened. BJP recently changed their constitution. For yeah, their... and it didn't get much this thing. But uh, we'll move on to the farmers' protests now. But before we say goodbye and thank you to Monodipa, can we ask for a recommendation that might enrich the lives of our listeners and viewers? Since somebody just mentioned the Indian constitution. No, BJP constitution. Hmm. The BJP constitution. Oh, yeah. well. But close. <laughs> kind of <kinda> close. <laughs> Given that uh, changes in constitution, the proposal is in the air. I read Orgo Sen Gupta's colonial constitution the other day. And uh, 
I really think it's a very interesting read because there's so much we don't know about it. And also it sort of gave me a great insight into what the BJP may have planned for us uh, long term. So it's a good book to read and watch out for developments on that front. A colonial constitution that needs to be tweaked seriously, if not changed. Right. Thank you so much, Pranadipa. Uh, we look forward to more of your pieces and thank you for making the time and joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Before we move on to the agrarian crisis, just wanted to ask the panel, what do you make of this seat sharing that has you know, happened so quickly between Congress and AAP and uh, Samajwadi Party? Because now Akhilesh is also going to join the Yatra. AAP and... And Akhilesh was very upset during the MP election because they made his guys wait. They Mm. were very disrespectful. So yeah, he seems to have quickly patched up or put it behind. I think there's a realization among them that this is really a do or die election. So we need to figure this out. And why do you think Kamal Nath didn't defect? You think it was, there was this lovely meme that was I saw. this meme of this <laughs> protester. It's I think an old protest and college protest. The sun protesters got up and there's that yellow, you know those police barricades and the protesters are pushing him on that side and the police is pushing him back on the protesters side. So someone had said, Congress, BJP, Kamal Nath. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You think the BJP said, no, we don't want him? No, no, Kamal Nath, uh, if he How defects, there's nothing rumors, for him. Firstly? Uh, if he defects, but yes, his son defects. His son has a still has a political well, I'd career. say they were credible enough because if they weren't, he'd come out and deny it at once, no? he Even when he no, came in front of the No, but what if he media. was just spreading them himself, that I'm wanted there? So that, no, no, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, then, but then he must be considering it now. Why would he even spread that rumor? But I just, uh, I mean, I just think Milind Devra, Kavalath, everyone. Also, Sindhya would have protested, yeah. He would have said, "Fir se I have to now." I think I have to. I think a party where Rajnath Singh is hesitant about whether the mala should be around his neck. Sindhya has no say. I don't think Sindhya will think of protesting. But it would have been quite comical for him to be back with Kavalath. Now, before we move on, just want to request everybody. To subscribe and pay to keep news free. As you know, News Minute and News Laundry are doing many reports together. There is a new NL Sena project out there. In fact, there are two NL Sena projects out there. We don't take any ads. And if as elections get closer, you've seen on radio, Modi ki guarantee. Terrible, it terrible mimicry. That, yeah. This that, is... my, my mimicry, it's really bad. <laughs> but that ad is you flip any channel. Every front page ad is a political ad. On television, it's full of political ads. Now, with all these ads, if you still think you're getting public interest journalism, I have, in that case, do this. And your hair will remain black. Yes. <laughs> your hearing will remain sound. <laughs> and, oh, and, that's the... and, and you'll get abs. So that's what... <laughs> you'll so get it, abs that's too. What you do, you'll huh? get abs. If you believe that, they'll believe anything. But if you don't believe that... Sarkari ads can give you public interest journalism. Do subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. With that thought, uh, let's move to the farmer's agitation. But yeah, you have something to say? About the opposition thing. Hmm. In my opinion, they should have done this long ago. If What, this? They, no. Okay, <laughs> no, the seat sharing. Oh, the seat, I thought rubbing your nails. No, rubbing other. your nails, I have no clue. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing this. This is a very <laughs> famous get... thing. What are you saying? Uh, I used no, to no. do it a lot. This, this one, uh, uh, what's trying his name? Ramdev. Ramdev. I'm Achha, trying you're, to you're be funny. Never, Achha, we thought you actually had But Ramdev, I saw one thing. He's saying, here you put the wood, here you put the wood. And I can put this arm down because sugar has no power. I can't put this arm down because it has good. 
ंग <laughs> No, if the if the interest of the politicians as a body yeah. get hurt, that's the time when they yeah they become one. They 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 make a flock and and they become part of the flock and they 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 share seats. I mean, that is the main. Thing. Yes. So, on that note, joining us from Mohali, his hometown, is many of you already know agriculture scientist Devendra Sharma. Welcome, Mr. Sharma. Thank you very much. I am so delighted to be amongst uh, uh, some of the brightest uh, stars of journalism. I oh, admire you. Are you sitting, you are, are you sitting the Times now, studio? <laughs> no, <laughs> I I would never do that. But I really uh, I really like um, uh, News Laundry. Whenever I get so time, I do do go back to see what you guys are saying, and I think it is very fascinating to be here with you. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so sir. much. Uh, most of our audience already knows mr sharma but for those of you who are joining us new because a lot of youngsters by the way i'm very thrilled so many new students are becoming subscribers i must say you guys are a lot smarter than i was i was only forced to start working at india today because my sister didn't want me hanging out with the badmashes of north campus so very reluctantly i was sent in the india today office to jar research kar college jata nahi but voluntarily so many students are becoming um subscribers thank you i'm i'm extremely proud of all of you So Devendra Sharma is an agricultural scientist. He's an award-winning journalist, writer, a researcher. He is well known for his views on food and trade policy. He has, in fact, uh, articulated some of the most informed views on the agrarian crisis, not just in the context of what is happening right now at the borders of Delhi, but if you've been following this issue for the last decade or two, you would definitely know who Devendra Sharma is. Uh, he's been a visiting fellow to the International Rice Research Institute in the Philippines. and uh he was awarded the honorary degree of professor at large by the CSK Himachal Pradesh Agricultural University his interview on the farmers msp demands in the indian express is there in the links it's there in the show notes you can click on it and you can even read that one of our videos also that spoke at length with farmers on the msp show also at devendra sharma talking to basant yes so let's start with this i mean last week also we discussed the farmers protest and there was a lot of violence uh one farmer has died a very young man of i think 24 and 21 two different news mm. sources that i saw one uh, you know, put him at 24 one at 21 uh the haryana police denies that this happened because of action earlier there was a denial that it happened at all mm. uh now there is some sort of a corroboration of this young one young man lost his life uh, no one is yet willing to commit that was it a gunshot was it a head impact you know how it was but one man has said that there will be serious action against the person but if it's the police i mean i wonder what bhagwant mm. man can do but mm. uh it's it's reached that kind of crisis point there is a f- meeting underway right now not very far from where uh mr sharma is uh, joining us from in mohali that's happening in chandigarh yeah so uh, mr sharma you've seen all the conversations around this of course a lot of the conversation also gets derailed into someone calling someone a khalistani and it became this and rich India. farmers uh, yeah, rich punjab farmers, farmers. It just, yeah it gets into the sloop um the one new element that has emerged is that 
पंजाब फार्मर्स विल गेट एन एम एस पी अदर स्टेट्स वोट वॉट इज लॉजिक बिहाइंड दैट ऑफर अपेरेंटली दैट ऑफर वॉज ऑन द टेबल इफ एट ऑल दैट्स ऑन द टेबल एंड वॉट मॉक कैन यू टेल अस एज द मेन इशूज दैट कैन एक्चुअली बी सॉल्व एंड विच यू थिंक ऑब्जेक्टिवली कैन नॉट रियली बी सॉल्व इन द शॉर्ट रन वेल आई थिंक बिफोर वी लुक इन टू द एम एस पी ऑफर दैट यू टॉक्ट अबाउट इट इज इम्पॉर्टेंट टू फर्स्ट अंडरस्टैंड the kind of uh, distress uh, that prevails in the farming sector and i think once uh, we are uh, familiar or are aware of uh, how severe the crisis is i think a uh, lots of uh, our thinking falls into place you know uh, you know for uh, several decades now that uh, at least i have been looking at agriculture i find uh, the biggest uh, crisis that farmers face is the crisis of survival and when i say a crisis of survival i think uh, uh, we have not uh, perhaps uh, realized in that sense that uh, the average uh, income from farming when i say average income from farming uh, what i'm saying is that uh, i don't include the non farm activities is only 27 rupees per day now 27 per uh, per 27 rupees per day should tell us uh, why are farmers agitated and why farmers feel that uh, this is perhaps an opportunity for them to to seek their right and fight for their right you know when the situational assessment survey for agriculture household uh, the latest one that we have is uh, based on 2019 data and uh, i guess it was presented uh, somewhere in 2021 it tells us that the average income of a farming family in india is 10218 rupees per month now 10000 rupees per month this is for an agriculture household which means somebody may be working as a manrega uh, you know for, for a job mm. and somebody may be having a shop in the village and so on but uh, you know 10000 rupees offered for an agriculture household i think tells you all that agriculture is at the bottom of the pyramid in this country sure. and in fact if you work it out you will find that this is less than what the manrega worker gets Hmm. so uh, so i think uh, this appalling uh, situation is something that uh, we have closed our eyes uh, those of us who who are into policy planning or are uh, you know mostly living in cities have no idea how desperate uh, the crisis is on the farm front and uh, when you know over the years uh, when uh, farmers uh, found no support from anyone i would say nobody uh, really stood up for them and uh, would uh, have let's say discussion in the parliament or in the assemblies and uh, so on i think uh, farmers decided to take it upon themselves to 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 raise their own concerns and that is why you saw thousands of people assembling at the delhi borders in um, in 202021 and uh, they stayed there for more than one year and eventually got the government to withdraw the three laws but uh, more important i think as i was saying earlier that we need to know how how serious is the crisis you know let me give you another idea before we proceed further that uh, uh, oecd the organization for economic cooperation and development which is the world's richest trading bloc had uh, in a study some years back uh, presented a data which was shocking and it said that between 2000 and 2016 16 years uh, you know in fact uh, the indian farmers lost uh, 45 lakh crore rupees wow 45 lakh crore did you see any discussion happening anywhere in the media or in a university or in parliament some question being asked 
if if imagine if the industry had lost five lakh crore there would have been a you know everybody would have been up in arms saying we are faced with policy paralysis the government should come up with the economic stimulus package tax cuts and so on and so forth you know i'm sure you will agree but for farmers nobody bothered whenever i was raised this question in my in my tv shows or discussions you know people would just listen from one year and forget about it now that is something which tells me how how you know ignorant or how you know we we are not even concerned or bothered about the the other half of the country and because, how low you know, it is on the priority list and 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 you know just to drive the point what you said i've mentioned this once before long ago in the hafta uh, i remember i was working with a channel because i've worked with about four channels in my life in various capacities as a producer etc etc uh and when the budget show was happening and when the budget show was happening there'll be one fikki representative one ci representative uh, back in the mid 2000s there two three were standard that be icici ka the person who went on to become uh, that brics bank chairperson kamat then that be pavan manjal of sanjeet balla pavan manjal of hero honda that be three four industrialists and i remember uh, one young not young journalist but a fairly senior journalist who was who had uh, her mind in the right place said we should if we talk about the budget it's a national budget no it's not an industry budget don't you think we should get someone who can represent let's say farmers or laborers because that's so they had called from rajasthan he was a mkss nikhil day who mm. works with uh, uh, arunaro so nikhil was on his way from rajasthan in a vehicle while he was on his way a uh, one industrialist who i don't want to said i want to also be on the show and because his related company was sponsoring the show they he had to but they only had one more space they said okay call him nikhil was halfway there they said forget it we don't need him that is how budget shows happen so it hasn't happened out of the blue that these guys suddenly came on the border we then the media have also been guilty of ignoring what is their requirements so th- that's the context please carry on sir so uh, you know this was one way to understand uh, what is happening in the rural areas the other would be another interesting i think i should place that on table you know we all need to appreciate uh, uh, the studies which actually bring out the stark realities you know uh, when in 2016 the government said that they're going to double farmers income mm-hmm. in another 5 years the question i was asked on the television on the budget day was but what is the income of the farmers you know that they're going to double and i remember i you know saying that um, you know two days before the budget uh, economic survey came and economic survey had said that the average income of a farming family in 17 states of india which means roughly half the country is only 20000 rupees a year which means less than 1700 rupees per month i thought again that should have shaken up the country but no everything goes on as usual and 1700 rupees per month is something that i can't even rear a cow in 1700 rupees mm-hmm. if you live in cities and uh, if you have a pet dog you can't even rear a pet dog in uh, 1700 rupees but imagine how the farming fa- uh, families have been surviving in just 1700 rupees across the country i would say half the country when i say so i think it gives you a picture how serious and severe is the farm crisis and how we have just pushed it out from our uh, our our view and this uh, reminds me of a, a blockbuster you know a book that i always respected susan george saying how the other half lives mm-hmm. i think uh, that is uh, what it, it, this depicts right uh, in, in a country like india you know we are not even concerned about the other half 
And uh, anyway, so this, I think, would give you a, a bigger picture, a broader picture of uh, why the farmers are agitated, uh, you know, the way they are now. Now, um, after this, others can come in with their comments or questions, but I had this one question. Mr. Sharan, what is so unique about farming that the world over, it has to be subsidized or at least underwritten? That's true for the US. It is one of the most, I mean, in fact, there it's, there is a pushback by, you know, so-called the urban working class that yeah, they are given anything that they want. Farmers cannot be messed with. They want free trade for everything else. Now, of course, protectionism is, you know, become trendy. But even when the Washington consensus of free markets, free trade being the mainstay, the main narrative, even then, US farmers were protected, like really doggedly. Uh, the Spain, the Spanish farmers are protesting as we speak. What is it about farming that every country in almost every economy in the world, which is a functioning economy, I don't mean like, you know, a Pakistan or something, economy that isn't really functioning. Why is it that the farmers have to be watched out for so carefully? What is it so unique about farming? Is it a high-risk business? Is it a business that is not viable? Is it a business people are not leaving when they should be leaving it? What makes it so unique? I think uh, it is It is a very, very, uh, I mean, I would say wanting for everyone to understand why is it that farmers everywhere in the world are crying and farmers everywhere in the world are in a crisis. You know, uh, when you talked of, of America, you know, how much they are subsidized and so on. And if you look at uh, Europe now, and of course, you know about India, you know, the point is that uh, the economic design that the world has cast is based on markets, free markets. Now, free markets everywhere in the world, I have repeatedly said, have failed to enhance farmers' income. You know, if you look at America, look at European Union or India or the Southeast Asia, you know, this has been the, uh, the, the situation everywhere. Now, the point is that economists still haven't learned any, uh, economists still haven't learned any lesson. So they go on saying that, okay, if you are in crisis, uh, we should provide in incentives or uh, budgetary support to see that happens, you know, to your losses are covered. Now, when in, when in America, I, I, I recall a period when Richard Nixon was the president, and that's in the early 70s. You know, his agriculture secretary had made that infamous statement saying, get big or get out. Hmm. Now, that was a statement which pushed people out from agriculture in America. And today, at that particular time, 15% were people, 15 of the people were in agriculture. Today, hardly 1.5% people remain in agriculture in America. Now, this is what the, uh, the, the other institutes had also recommended to India, you know, move up or move out. That is what is is the is the suggestion for India, and uh, you know. So what I'm trying to say is, all over the world, this is the kind of a design that we have cast. So we want to move people out of agriculture into the urban area because our thinking is that um, uh, your economic growth will 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 only go up if uh, if uh, you have lesser people in agriculture. Hmm. Now the point is that markets, uh, as I was illustrating about, let's say America, in America in 2021 when um, Donald Trump was fighting elections. At that particular time, American farmers were uh, uh, indebted with $425 billion. That was the kind of bankruptcy it faced, you know, the sector was facing. And uh, if, you, if you see even today, America provides 30, uh, no, sorry, the suicide rate in rural America is 3.5 times uh, more than the national average. 
Hmm. It tells you how devastated the American agriculture also is. And uh, if you just look at how American agriculture is supported, every farmer in America gets a subsidy support or domestic support, they call it, of uh, roughly about 80 lakh rupees per year. And they also protect their market from foreign uh, agricultural All those factors are included. Not only protection, you know, they get a lot of incentives to push their market uh, to see that, you know, you can go and open up uh, the country's economy and so on and so forth. All Mm. these kinds of, uh, you know, uh, support is already there. You know, uh, just in case of wheat, uh, there was a study which showed that there were 40 kinds of different, um, you know, uh, projects or programs under which subsidies were being given there. So, all I'm trying to say is with this this kind of massive support, uh, the markets haven't given farmers an income. It is this support that they that the com- government comes up with that sustains agriculture. Now, if you in America, now if you look at uh, European Union, 16 countries have faced a farmers' protest in the last few weeks. You know, and we know German farmers, uh, French farmers, uh, protesting in such a aggressive way this year that you know they didn't follow the kind of a convoy kind kind of approach. You know, tractors marching in one lane. This time they were they were as uh, uh, rude as uh, they you know you normally don't expect them, but they were, mm-hmm. and they 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 you know sprayed manure on the office buildings and you know all those kinds of things. As you know, they also stopped the highways. They also stopped the railways. And they didn't only do it in Berlin, but they did it in most of the you know bigger cities in in Germany. And yet, the the um, uh, the German president said that uh, farmers have the right to protest, and we did not see a kind of a police um, uh, repercussion or reaction the way we are seeing in India. Similarly, in France, France said that we are going to French farmers said we are going to siege, lay siege around Paris, and they did it. And uh, so on, you know, farmers protested outside the European Commission in Brussels. And, uh, you know, through all kinds of things at the at the at the building. But the point I'm trying to make is they were everywhere, you know, uh, invited or accepted to, to come up with whatever they are trying to say. And uh, nowhere uh, police, uh, you know, the kind of crackdown uh, we are seeing, the reaction, violence, yes, yeah, the pellet yes. guns and all that. Uh, earlier, they, de- they denied the use of pellet guns, but there's so many video evidence of pellet guns being used. Clearly being used. Is, is the police still denying the use of pellet guns? I mean, or they haven't clarified because I think that's the trend. They first deny, then they don't clarify. They haven't clarified. They, they haven't clarified. Yeah. But you can see from the injuries. Yeah, yeah. of course, it's clear. From they the may be rubber pellets, but they are still. Yeah, of pellets. course, they, they, they will usually be rubber, rubber pellets. pellets yeah. But the point yeah. is, they even deny using yeah. rubber pellet guns. So, uh, you know, Manisha, you have you want to weigh in on this? Yeah. And, and why this question of yours on why is what is so special about farming? I think there's one undeniable emotional aspect to this. You know, these are the people that feed us. And in India, we've had an old slogan of Jai Jawan, Jai Kisan. So there is definitely, I think, an emotional aspect to farming. But uh, there's a very good piece in the Indian Express by Harish Damodaran, who really illuminates this issue very well, where he says that there's no other business in the world, apart from farming, that deals with the double whammy and uncertainty at the production level and at the pricing level. Hmm. So no auto car maker or FMCG company deals with the production crisis in the way that farmers do that. Okay, unseasonal rain, Hmm. uh, hailstorm, pathogens. So Hmm. you're not sure at the very first level of what may come of your hard work. Then the kind of price volatility they deal with. And he gives the example of Jira, which fluctuates from 25,000 a quintal to 75,000 a quintal from the time of harvesting to selling it off. So there's so much volatility in price that there's no surety the farmer gets at the second level of once, okay, you've come out of the vagaries of the weather, whatever, you have your crop ready. Now you don't know whether you'll get the price or not. Mm. What you thought when you sowed the 
you know right. sow your crop at the first so i think at the heart of it what farmers really simply want is some sort of a minimum assurance that for our hard work for what we do we get some baseline protection right. hmm. which is not very difficult to understand and it's not and very it's, unreasonable either. it's not very unreasonable especially if you look at like devendra ji was saying the farm income stagnating and simply farming being an uneconomical activity you have such a large population engaged in a business which is just not economical and for them and see the paradox it is the most important to keep us alive exactly. yet yet the market has not been able to come up with an equilibrium which makes it sustainable so like, whether msp or not is a different thing but i think two major failures on part of this government aided by the media is there's right from the first farm protest there's just an unwillingness to engage in good faith Hmm. Just and you know Basant has actually done a very good video talking to these farmers there. अगर फसलों में MSP मिल जाएगी एक जो बहुत ज़्यादा ज़रूरत है खेती में diversification की किसानों को धान से बाहर निकालने की MSP मिलेगी किसान बाजरा बोएगा किसान मूंग बोएगा किसान अपना मूंगफली बोएगा किसान सरसों बोएगा अब किसान बोता क्यों नहीं है MSP सरसों की है 70 रुपए बिक्री चार हजार रुपए बाजरे की MSP 1900 रुपए है बिक्री हजार रुपए रागी की है तीन ईयर बिक रही है बारह सौ रुपये मक्की की अठारह सौ बिक रही है ग्यारह सौ रुपये किसान इस इसलिए किसान नहीं बो पाता क्योंकि उसको एम एस पी फसल बिकती नहीं है ब्लो बिकती है इसलिए एम एस पी जरूरी है दे हैव वेरी रीजनेबल एक्सप्लेनेशन फॉर वट दे वॉन्ट यू मे नॉट अग्री विद दैम यू मे हैव एन इकोनॉमिक व्यू विच सेज नो यू के नॉट टैम्पर विद द मार्केट सो यू नीड सप्लाई एंड डिमांड टू वर्क द वे दे डू यू मे हैव अदर सोल्यूशन फॉर इट बट वट दे आर आस्किंग फॉर एट बेस लाइन इज वेरी रीजनेबल दीज आर पीपल who are very aware of their own business their own industry and they're asking for something i think very very logical so at the government level there's just basic level of mistrust because you're unable to engage with them and this is what the government said 2 years ago that we're going to have a committee and we're going to seriously deliberate on the question of msp but you don't have any representative from the farming community on mm. that like devendra ji was saying this whole thing of doubling incomes nothing has happened of it despite such low level of income so you don't want to just engage in good faith and of course add to that we know this from media rhetoric how their spokespersons come and say khalistani khalistani mm. and it's become so vicious that this week we saw in completely unrelated development you know a police officer sikh police officer being allegedly called khalistani at a bjp protest which hurts you know and of course it, it triggers it, and this is a community that has so much representation in the army so much representation in the police in businesses in the farming community so I think that more than you can have different economic outlooks on this issue but mm. I think there's an unmistakable problem of not engaging in good faith and this thing of not allowing protests mm. I mean you're digging that up that obsession that is not that so, is just a <laughs> modi shop session like you said like it's happening all over the world where do you see you know nails being driven in pellet guns being used complete blockade of the road and they're saying ki bhai you've made it into a border ye to tumne sarhad bana di hai ki we can't cross I think there's a politics uh, about it na i mean they want to uh, create a narrative that these are the rich farmers yeah who come from punjab they differ they are different from the rest of the farmers okay so that that kind of narrative they are trying to uh, in the same read. week they've increased msp for sugarcane farmers yeah because so, western no, up now is with bjp in a way because rld is gone with bjp so i think there's also political angle of BJP not finding its feet in Punjab, so just go to hell. We don't care what you yes. do there. Yes. Yeah, Shardu. I have many things to say. Sure, please. So one about this rich farmer thing, mm. and incidentally, I am re-quoting uh, re-quoting a point made by a Western UP farmer, mm. who's incidentally is in the RSS ecosystem. But he said, and he said in Hindi, I'm paraphrasing that 
these mercedes and luxury cars bother you only when they are owned by farmers mm. otherwise they are fine and you talk about rims and what music system you have but if a farmer owns it it bothers you so much that how can you protest and have this car like also it's such a skewed view of looking at them yeah on this i just want to say one quick thing and then you can carry yeah. on so cutting you know because i have a couple of friends who are quote unquote farmers hmm. and they're very well off and they have suvs 40 50 lakh but i just want to explain cuz i also asked them hmm. one of them is dillan he has his farm in shamgarh which is on the way to uh, chandigarh it's hmm. on the haryana border he has two petrol pumps on either side of the highway street he says and one of those petrol pumps has a franchise of one of these kfc jobiver hmm. and he has a workshop there he says dude i make about 10 12 lakh from my two petrol pumps and the farms are making no money and that also i mean that it's my land because you know these tillows and carons yeah. and sekons they've have ready he said but that is it's been given out to guys who are, are cultivating probably he takes some money from them and it's up to he says they are the farmers i make the money from my true petrol pumps and that that can support my lifestyle yeah. farming is not supporting my lifestyle yeah, yeah. but for the protest he says i will give resources mm. yeah so Yes, he's rich, but he's not rich because of his farm. He's rich because of petrol pumps. <laughs> just, just so we are clear. Yeah. No, even <laughs> if they are like, let's say somebody is profitable, you should appreciate that at right. least somebody got rich. Hmm. Now to another point, and I was, I was really amazed while Sharma ji was talking. I made that calculation. If it's twenty-seven rupees a day, that makes it eight hundred and ten rupees a month, hmm. nine thousand seven hundred twenty a year. This is nothing. Hmm. This is below poverty line. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the other point which i made in charcha too like farmers are not getting appropriate like sustainable price for their crop but food inflation has been going up consistently for years now so this business of middlemen is very profitable in, in fact sorry that's yeah, yeah, one sure. thing that i really want to point out and this is so tragic and it's such a it's such a petty and horrible villainy I saw. I, I mean, I don't want to get the name wrong, but I think it was Manisha's favorite anchor, uh, who was the narrative he was pulling off is this is what the farmers want. इसका मतलब आपका खाना ज़्यादा महंगा होगा. वो हर चीज़ जो आप खरीदते हैं महंगी. Basically, he was pitting his viewer against if these guys' demands are met, you guys are in trouble. Your hmm. budgets are in trouble. That was how he was giving this information to his viewers. I was like, dude, why do you have to? turn your viewers versus farmers if their demands are met you guys will be bankrupt tum aap sab middle class log aapka kya bachta hai aapka kuch bachega hi nahi that was the narrative was put best was arnab whose hashtag was expose luxury protest is a luxury protest and he had sohel set on so he'll set on this is all drama yeah, yeah. sohel set kuch bhi ho jaye sohel sohel set actually in, since you're talking about farming the one good thing that in life is a aloo क्या बनाई बिरयानी बंगाली बिरयानी में भी आलू डाल देते अच्छा आप क्या बना रहे हो जी हम पास्ता उसमें भी आलू डाल दो आप क्या बना रहे हो जी हम रोगन जोश उसमें भी आलू डाल दो बिरयानी आप हर चीज में आलू डाल देते आप कुछ भी डिस्कस कर रहे हो सोहेल सेट विल बीदीग बसंत कुमार का किलो हमने लहसुन बेचा या एज फार्मर्स तेरह रुपए और उसी को कहता चार सौ रुपए में हमने वापस खरीदा 
farmers sell it at 2.5 per kilo market price 32 rupees so everything from tomato to lassan to everything was in the range of 1.5 to 6 rupees a kilo at the farming stage yeah and at retail stage all those things are between you know 25 to 65 rupees a kilo just explain to me how does this happen because i think over a long term project npr had done this project on cotton from buying the bales of cotton from american farms to spinning them into t-shirts in philippines and selling them to their uh, audience mm. to show how the economy works if it is that huge i don't mind you know buying a refrigerated truck see we'll get the subscribers to pay yeah. for it let's just rent it drive it once a week to haryana load it up come let's see wh- wh- where is this money going in the middle devinder ji you know uh, i think about uh, uh, the discussion discussion you had uh, was uh, pointing at two things first of all uh, your point that uh, why is it that uh, you talked about alu pyaaj and you also talked about inflation part let me uh, ask you a question you know uh, and that perhaps goes back to that uh, point i raised earlier that there is the economic design is something that we have to understand first to see why there is a crisis in agriculture mm. you know it is basically the macroeconomic design which is keeping agriculture impoverished and i have often said that that we have deliberately kept agriculture impoverished now let me explain you know we are going to be a 5 trillion economy you know we all are very proud of it but tell me one thing how is it that alu pyaaj prices shake up the economy alu pyaaj prices go up and everyone is saying oh inflation has gone up food inflation has gone up and so we must do something the reserve bank of india steps in to see that you know uh, the inflation is brought down or kept at that level and they go for repo rate nahi badega interest rate nahi badenge and all those kind of things and uh, i sometimes wonder ki kya ho gaya you know aloo pyaaj even if the prices zoom let's say total budget average kitchen ka budget hai in this country i am saying average is between 10000 and 20000 rupees अगर उसमें एक हजार बढ़ गया तो जो आपकी कमाई है वो तो एजुकेशन में चल जाती है बच्चों की and if you are sending your child let's say to 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 canada you are even selling off your land and uh, you know aap karze mein leke usko bhejte hain but that is not counted as inflation right housing ka to dekhiye agar aap rental usme rehte hain to har saal 11 mahine ke baad to aapka rent badhna hi badhna hai kam se kam 10% to badhta hi hai lekin humne kabhi ye kyun nahi hum ye isko sochte hain because you know we uh, over the period they have programmed us to believe ki bhai inflation jo hai wo food inflation ke karke usme bada factor hai and uh, that will upset your budget so hmm. we have now got uh, we have now got trained or we have got you know this thinking has come into us ki bhai aur kuch nahi matter karta sirf yahi matter karta hai isko rethinking jab tak hum nahi karenge to 
टू सी द रियल जो ड्राइवर्स ऑफ इन्फ्लेशन है उनको इन्फ्लेशन में लाया जाए तब तक मुझे नहीं लगता कि एग्रीकल्चर के ऊपर से जो ये एक प्रेशर है कि उसकी प्राइसिस को नहीं बढ़ने देना वो कभी उससे हम निकल पाएंगे दिस इज वॉट इज एक्चुअली क्रिएटिंग द प्रॉब्लम ऑल ओवर दर्ल्ड इट्स नॉट ओनली इन इंडिया इट्स इन अमेरिका इट्स इन यूरोप और इट्स इन कैनेडा एंड सो ऑन तो मैं आपसे कहना चाहता हूँ कि जब तक हमने उसको नहीं एड्रेस किया उस उस बात को तो कभी हम निकल नहीं पाएंगे शायद उस ट्रैप से farmer level the, the price and at retail level why is it so huge and if it's so huge main us pe aata hu abhinandan give me a minute main us pe aata hu you know uh, if you look at the kinnu crop in uh, punjab this year hmm. you know we had a record surplus and uh, the prices crashed to 5 rupees per kilo hmm. and uh, the the consumer price is 50 rupees per kilo so 5 rupees to 50 rupees and this is uh, the when the hawker comes and sells at your place but if you go to the organized retail also on the on the on the internet and uh, see what the prices are that will be still relatively higher or maybe comparing to that only but the point here is uh, 5 rupees you bought the produce and you are actually 10 times more is what the consumer is paying this is not only in case of uh, kinnu but as uh, as uh, manisha said earlier jeera is a classical example uh, last year they were throwing or they were you know farmers were saying that uh, they suffered a huge loss is var thoda production goes less and so the prices uh, zoom up similarly for for lesson and uh, you know uh, you know for all, uh, other crops we have seen this happening periodically that is the kind of uh, volatility that we are talking of you know sometimes the prices zoom tomato prices go up to 200 rupees and and more often than not we find the farmers throwing uh, tomato onto the streets because yeah. they are not even getting 2 rupees so in this condition what is happening there is a chain of middlemen you know and that middlemen it's not only one or two it's a series i remember a couple of days back uh, you know when the, the cauliflower prices were down i asked i went to a market and i asked them i said you are giving me at um, you know 1 uh, kilo for 5 rupees uh, please tell me what would have the farmer been uh, farmer would have received if you are paying me or if you asking me to pay only 5 rupees per kilo and he said sir i am the third in the chain so imagine what the farmer would have got so so if you look at this kind of uh, uh, the system that prevails we have a layer of uh, middlemen operating and they walk away with their share and the poor farmer and the consumer both suffer and i think we haven't made any effort to to see uh, that uh, this uh, system which is exploiting the farmer is uh, taken care of we don't have any regulation to see that we can bring this chain under control and they of course uh, as you rightly mentioned uh, the prices zoom we don't even know so that is what farmers are saying if there is a mr uh, um, uh, sorry minimum support price is legalized then what will happen is that consumer would also benefit why because let us say we have fixed up a price for uh, of 10 rupees for tomato i'm just giving you example mm. so when 10 rupees is fixed then the consumer also knows ki if i'm being charged 40 rupees he knows that he has been exploited mm. okay mm. and then at least you know they can also exercise their right to say ki no i i i will not be able to pay for 40 rupees or 50 rupees whatever it is so anyway this is one one uh, uh, you know uh was a recommendation if it all is accepted people believe that would be helping the consumers also but still i think this is a factor which needs to be as you rightly mentioned uh, regulated in a manner that uh, we have uh, a kind of a system operating which says ki bhai how much you can perhaps uh, you know uh, 
let's say, commission or a profit that you can earn when you sell farmers produce. That is why I have been saying very often that farmers should get at least 50% of the end consumer price. Right. So, and, uh, uh, one, one quick question and then, you know, we can come back to Shardul and Raman, sir. Isn't this a good opportunity for an Amul-type cooperative to actually take over? So, all farmers are presented if they have shares in that cooperative. I mean... That Amul model, is there a reason that can we not be replicated instead of just dairy in, in case of, you know, produce as well, farm produce? Or is, is there some... When, when, when Varghese Kurian was alive, the milkman of India, in one of my interviews with him, he had told me, Devinder, give me some time, I will have a same Amul kind of model for oil seeds, pulses and fruits. And he he would have gone in that direction. So if he can he he can talk about it, and if he had the thoughts, I think we can still do it. You know, when you talk of Amul kinds of cooperative, one thing let me tell you, Amul is an excellent model for benefiting for for giving the benefit to the farmers. You know, you when you buy milk from the cooperatives. Uh, I think we must know that roughly, you know, if you if the end consumer price is 100 rupees milk that you bought, 82 percent on an average goes to the farmer. Now, that's the kind of a model that we need. You know, that would, uh, that's what I said. I was saying 50% uh, of the end consumer price should go to go to farmer. And here we have about 80% going to farmer. Uh, I think uh, that is why Amul has grown, uh, as you rightly mentioned. And then, of course, the other cooperatives took over or, or, or followed. And I think um, uh, we have to learn from the Amul model. Yeah, uh, you was, want to complete I your thought? A couple yeah. of small points. One, sure. like, I, I don't know where I read it, I forget now, but the, that article or that report said that average spend of a farming household in rural India, the 50, almost 50% 50 of it is spent now on food expenses, which is staggering, which is, which is dangerous, like you don't have money left for any, anything else. And this despite that most of the farmers are incentivized to, you know, grow cash crops. They are not even practicing that cyclical type of agricultural thing which replenishes the soil. So if if the situation is like this in cash crops, so if you if you bring in the climate angle into it, right, this is a dire situation. And the thing is, like if we have cooperative model and so many states have different milk cooperatives, then why aren't we doing it? Like this, it's just systemic inefficiency. Other small point I had what Abhinandan made was that they didn't allow Nikhil Day to come to budget discussion. Like no, They didn't not allow him, but they said yeah. that was yeah. to be dropped. He was not a preference. He was not. I mean, and after the fact that every panel discussion are only industrialists. Yeah. Mm. So, because like, in my opinion, that is that probably because a representative or a person who speaks for farmers or from the lower strata of society doesn't speak in that language or with that vocabulary. It leaves a bitter taste in especially industrialist or capitalist mouth. So they don't like listening to it. It'll spoil the mood, maybe the evening drinks. Like. <laughs> uh, so before Raman sir comes in and we'll get closing remarks from, uh, you know, Sharmaji at the end of this, I just want to point out while we're recording this, the 50th anniversary of the Amul revolution is being celebrated right now as we're recording this. And uh, Sandeep... Uh, uh, who he is um, I mean he is an entrepreneur IIT he's on in, uh, on Twitter he has tweeted out the photo, the ad of Amul today which is Mr. Modi and the Amul girl celebrating GCMMF's Golden Jubilee 
and Sandeep has tweeted, Amul has removed Dr. Vergi's Kurian from its crucial news communication today, the man who literally made it from scratch. Only Modi, Modi everywhere. As wow. if Amul was born in 2014 and there was nothing before. And in the Mint article, I'm quoting, um, you know, here are the 10 updates of PM Narendra Modi's visit to Gujarat. As Amul has turned 50 on 22nd Feb, PM Modi will be present to celebrate the Golden Jubilee celebrations of Gujarat Cooperative Milk Marketing Federation on Thursday. Amul's vision of the next 25 years will also be discussed on Thursday. Then 1.25 lakh dairy farmers with representation from 18,600 villages will represent, etc. Uh, Mr. Modi, of course, will inaugurate five new projects mm-hmm. because he has to inaugurate everything. Uh, he'll inaugurate a 50,000 litre ice cream plant that will seal this <laughs> one. No one else can. During the event, singer Geeta Rabadi will also be performing. Last month, PM Modi praised Rabadi on X platform before the Ram Temple consecration, sharing the YouTube link of the bhajan PM Modi wrote. The wait for arrival of Ram Lalla in the Divine Grand Temple. So this is an article about Amul. <laughs> Just <laughs> FYI, Korean is in case you're one. And <laughs> I'm looking. I'm I'm still scrolling down. I'm seeing if there's any mention of Korean, but I no. don't see any. I'll read four or five more articles, but I'm just saying. Just one small point about cooperatives. Devendraji, uh, just let me know. I mean, if I'm right, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, see, right now the chain of uh, uh, middle persons that we have, the farmers are so much entrenched into that system. They have taken these 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 middlemen have given loans worth years you know for two two years three three years these farmers have taken loans from them and under whatever circumstances so they have virtually been giving their you know cultivation free and and they are they are committed to a middle person uh, for years so how the cooperative is going to come i mean that is one big thing because i i remember uh, I mean, I uh, in the hills when I try to buy, you know, directly from the farmers, they they refuse to sell it to me. They said, "Ki, I mean, we have already committed to, you know, this hmm. middle person. It has to go to this place." So, so hmm. cooperative. Uh, uh, I mean, of course, it it can come, but right now the situation that we have is pretty difficult. Right. So, uh, in fact, that remarks, was one of the sorry. reasons for protest by farmers. Also, no, they preferred the middleman to a hmm. new system. Hmm. That we have a personal relationship well, like we can ask for. Well, like. Yeah, middleman is the ATM for the farmer. So mm-hmm. I think that is one factor which is very important to understand. But I don't uh, think that we can't reform the trade. We can. And if we really want to, it is possible to do it. And uh, I think we should try to see how we can reform the trade in a manner that, uh, you know, the one, the number of functionaries is reduced. And also to see that the the, the profit share that they walk away is, uh, you know, brought to a level that it is uh, workable. And I think this is not possible to do it. But to replace that with the, with the, the big retail or the big companies hasn't worked anywhere in the world. People, A lot of people say that, you know, if the big companies had come, if the three laws that were uh, withdrawn a couple of, de- couple of years back uh, were, were implemented, we would have addressed the issue. Well, if it was so, I don't know why the farmers in Europe should be protesting. And, uh, you know, we all know that uh, it, even in those countries where it is a supermarkets, which purchase uh, this stuff from the farmers, you know, farmers are really in a, in a tough uh, situation there. And they have been demanding that we are being squeezed by supermarkets uh, every year. And uh, the price uh, share or the income share of the farmers is uh, getting reduced to such a level that uh, most farmers are in the at the verge of quitting whatever remains in agriculture. In, in Europe, studies have shown that one farmer 
farmer leaves agriculture every minute. And that tells you how severe is the crisis also in Europe. And so all I'm trying to say is uh, that, you know, this market uh, mantra as a solution, which means more the bigger companies come in and there that will provide a kind of a solution, sustainable solution to agriculture has failed everywhere in the world. Hmm. The point I'm trying to make is why are we struck with that mantra, you know, that market mantra? When the markets have failed everywhere, why can't we really go in for a change now? It is time. We have we have seen markets uh, doing the damage. And why uh, it is a cause for worry is, again, if we go back to the bigger picture that I was talking about, just think. Just think if you buy a pen, sir, you, it comes with a price tag. If you buy a, a, a computer, it comes with a price tag. Buy a car, it comes with a price tag. The only sector the produce uh, from which is not uh, coming with a price tag is agriculture. Hmm. Because agriculture has two operations to, to, to perform. One, it provides raw material for the industry. So therefore, it has to be kept low. And second, you know, it also provides uh, uh, labor force for the industry. So to, to address this particular issue, we have deliberately kept, as I said earlier, agriculture impoverished all these years. And uh, the only way forward, I think, is to provide a guaranteed price to farmers. You know, we can't. 75 years is, is good enough a period to see that markets haven't worked or delivered yeah. in India. That, so think, now is the time that you come up with a guaranteed price or what the farmer saying, a legal mechanism for a minimum support price. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Devinderji. Thank uh, you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, all the best wishes to you. And uh, I'm sure you will continue to give us the same kind of exciting uh, news and analysis. Yes. Thank you. Thank you Bye. very Thank much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, now before we wind up, let's get the emails. If you have anything to say, you can mail us at podcasts at newslaundry.com. I repeat, podcasts at newslaundry.com. A simpler way is you just click on the link in the show notes below. Uh, and only subscribers' emails and critique is entertained. Non-subscribers, we value you, but we don't really read your emails. Manisha. So, our Ram Mandir letters continue. The first one is from Rajiv Kumar, who says, regarding Shardul, I agree with the point that not everyone happy on 22nd is a bigot or a Modi supporter. However, this guy Shardul plug in his fake narrative whenever he comes to the podcast. Several mm. months back, you were an atheist. It was atheist never getting power about which I wrote a factual response, but that letter was never included in the podcast. And this time, it's his organic movement. If you consider NL subscribers to be learned people, don't bring misinformed individuals. Let me respond quickly. I had said no no, I had I had said that I don't follow any religion, but I will not consider myself atheist. But this was a discussion on Hafta. I forget about what, but I had said that for all practical purposes, atheists never really came into power as a civilization. As a block of people. No, no, not block. Blocks to came. In power. They never were controlling. Where they could shape the very society. Hmm. Communists came, but they failed. Hmm. And even they couldn't change the the Christian roots of Russian society. Hmm. That's what my limited point was at that time. Organic movement point was made by Anand. Hmm. That this was an organic movement. But I agree that it is... In many ways, it was organic. It was made and started and conducted by VHP more than BJP. So, Anand's face is on the face of the face. You agree? Sir, my problem is I speak the truth no matter the cost. Opinion and truth are different things. That's actually clear. So, Anand did make this point. Whether it's an... Okay, that way. But whether it's an organic movement or not is... I mean, I think that's... That was Anand, but you... 
you also said but we have we have I a bunch of i also said that yeah, yeah. but yeah but we have a bunch of emails let's read them all okay. so we can have one yeah, consolidated yeah. response so should so, i just read the one on ram mandir yeah read yes, all yes. the ones on ram mandir uh, this is the first time i'm writing i believe i was extremely disappointed by the opinions expressed on the ram mandir episode i was positively repulsed by the entire event since the sc judgment and hopefully i'm not in total minority also the justification later that people are not well read is kind of shameful when with people who are casually religious which might be the majority who are also gullible in my opinion it was kind of expected later when i thought about it as the diversity within your organization is still not up to par which would need drastic improvement it would be interesting to see a more marginalized set talking about the event with respect to caste class belief etc it really felt like a tv debate with no one shouting the neutrality was really disarming and really you should bring more folks like professor ravikant who was forthcoming with his sarcasm and expect more guests like that more power to you pick up the pitchforks more often right okay bhavesh says congratulations on completing 12 years end of this year will be my decade long association with nl wow nice. i've been meaning to write this a week few weeks ago but i waited for thoughts to settle now this is in support of what chardul and many others feel about ram mandir my letter is addressed to people who expect well read and well meaning people to not feel good or celebratory about ram mandir you can't expect people to suppress their joyous feelings because you don't feel that way You can't expect them to feel sad about Babri demolition at the time when the grand temple of one of the most revered deities at his birthplace is taking place. World history is full of injustices. People in power power will always take advantage of those fault lines. Ram Mandir issues not manufactured by BJP RSS, they have been riding the wave. I'm aware that the BJP RSS hate politics and do not approve of it, but my heart was full of emotion when the Pran Pratishtha was happening. I'm practicing Hindu, I was born in Brahmin family. I follow most of the rituals including yagno pavita i am well aware of untouchability practiced by my ancestors but i am not like them and i shouldn't be expected to feel the burden of what of that when i practice my rituals we even have a son whose name is ram do all the above make me a big, bigot hell no if this kind of thought continues and i'm afraid that in future my son will have to be so defenses defense and have to say my name is ram and i'm not a bigot <laughs> it's becoming increasingly challenging to be liberal practicing hindu like me who i believe is the majority of the population to be able to share their opinion we will most likely antagonize people from one side or another and this is exactly why most of us choose to remain silent and hence call the silent majority i younger nl subscribers who feel outrageous on what people like me and chardura feeling will perhaps understand this later in their lives i'm not very articulate like many of our friends but i hope you get the crux of what i'm trying to tell Now anonymous says wanted to comment on the discussion of hafta 469 on the consecration of ram temple in ayodhya it was disappointing that there was no significant pushback to anand's reasoning of the widespread celebration on jan 22 if as per anand the celebration by people with no strong political views was due to the sense of justice that they are feeling why don't they demand why don't the demand by arvind kejriwal of putting picture of lakshmi and ganesh on the currency note gain traction among people <laughs> it would have liberated india from the tyranny of secularism consider this Indians in general love festival events celebrations this is more so in age of social media where people are constantly looking for something to post on their social media handles i really agree with that i do think that a lot of the celebrations around all it's, religious it's, activities have gone just, up because of social media because even the smallest things you want to put up ho add to that the bjp's complete capture of the means of communication they created a buzz around the consecration when i post a picture of lord ram you would want to do the same Many people with no strong political views banged thalis and talis during covid. Many people participated in the cleanliness drives in the early days of Swachh Bharat mission. Jan 22 was no different. I thought Anand was using too much into the widespread celebration. 
if a bjp spokesperson talks this civilizational wound and the sense of justice stuff it is understandable it's sad when independent commentators like anand give legitimacy to such narratives Shardul has all the right to be happy but please remember the temple was built after demolishing a mosque the riots before and after that have resulted in killing of hundreds of people the demolition strengthened the politics which wants to stigmatize isolate a significant chunk of the population of our country then he says nl uh, you know finds it hard to find people from maharashtra we should get suhas palshikar who one more subscriber told me this, so we must get him actually on anything on maharashtra i don't please take note we'll get suhas and he's very glad that he started nl sana project on key schemes of the government Thank you. Thank you, anonymous, anonymous. and uh, appreciate it. Um, we shall get whenever Anand does join. We'll just get one joint overall response of his. But uh, before we move on to the rest of the emails, sir, you want to just yeah. have a consolidated brief response to all one this? One more. I'll just add. Hmm. There's one more Shardul email. Hmm. Uh, T eight hundred. Amitabh Bachchan writing. Amitabh Bachchan. T eight hundred. No, T eight hundred is the name. He he is written in the past also. Hmm. Oh. So. Uh, Because the T eight hundred was that cyborg Tem- that came. Terminator one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Just a comment. He says that he gives full support to Shardul when it comes to Ram Mandir inauguration. Matters of faith are abstract, complex, and personal. No person should be judged on these things without talking to them personally. Hmm. So, I did think of something. Um, and I read the previous week's is email to all of them. that day there were two reasons for celebration one and i'm glad none of the panelists told it hmm. on the air and had the personal one not be there i don't think i would be yeah, you were generally to... in a good mood that day yes i yes. called you had so that is one shared the good news in my office hmm. yes two i told you the reason i was happy hmm. and i would like to categorically point this out hmm. i was not happy about the mandir what i was happy about the ram and i explained it I have lived with these stories in many ways before I was born because my mother used to tell me she used to sing this in songs mm. and tell me she came from a Ramayani family for seven generations. What's a Ramayani family? Ramayanis were those people who used to sing and do Ram Katha. I for, see. Okay. So she told me these stories since I was a kid before I was born. I I told this that day. Mm. Also, even if I am irreligious, even though I am irreligious in practice, I follow no tradition and I follow. Mm. but i don't call myself atheist because i follow at least i imagine i follow sankhya tradition hmm. which discards all existence of god and any divine power and only believes in like anand rangarajan <laughs> i don't know what he follows <laughs> no no he, he is was, an atheist yeah he was an atheist i am not atheist oh you not atheist oh, sankhyaism sankhya oh, but he was an atheist who identified with hindu culture the, hmm. i don't follow any culture even at that day i said like i ate kebabs this day <laughs> but one other reason I have derived inspiration from these stories. That the, the biggest Ram Bhakt in our modern generation was Gandhi, yeah. and sure. for me, Ram is the Ram symbolizes truth, and I yeah. derive more power to speak truth to power now. Yeah, so I, I, the one thing that I agree is that uh, I wasn't there for that hafta, but Anand's this thing that this is the celebration is a historical injustice. It's not wrongak hai. It's basically like everything is going wrong in Pakistan. Win the World Cup. Pakistan janta is happy. Things are going up shit creek in Argentina, and they were when this World Cup happened. Yeah, the Argentine economy is up shit creek. Suddenly, the general hostility towards the ruling government came down when they won the World Cup. Ronak is infectious, so I don't think there is any thesis of uh, of of. I mean, I would not consider it a credible thesis that it is because of people people who I know who were very excited in our colony. 
if you really start talking to them about it, they'll say, "Haan, ye to galt hua. Haan, ye the galt hua. Yeah. Haan, ye the." But they've not thought of all that. Yeah. It's not one thing, I guess. Exactly, it's, uh, it's many it's things. This and but, that. Okay, yeah. but but I just find that anyone who has a religious identity to be immediately, oh, this person is that. That's not uh, an effective or a useful way of actually engaging with people because there are various shades of why people are what they are. Their religiosity. Mm. is not necessarily uh, like for example i have this lovely saffron shawl which i had bought on the highway between kullu and manali where there are these rabbits that they keep and they make shawls of rabbit yeah whatever it's called mohair jo bhi hota hai it's lovely it's saffron whenever i wear it i have these super liberal friends i'm not going to go with you you are sara shawl meri color mere religion ka tujhe badi khujli hoti hai agar main pehn lu क्यों जस्ट फॉर समझ वेरिंग सैफ्रन शॉल डजेंट मेक दैट पर्सन यू नो मोदी वर्क यू दैट इमीडिएट रिस्पोंसेस आर यू नो आई आई जस्ट थिंक सो आई रिमेंबर दिस व्हाट आई वाज ट्राइंग टू से आई फॉरगॉट दैट डे आल्सो आई मेंशंड वी हैड अ टू वीक डिस्कशन ऑन हिजाब इन चर्चा एंड आई फाइंड दिस डिस्कशन टू बी सिमिलर एंड देयर वर मेनी पॉइंट्स मेड बाय एवरीवन दैट दिस शुड बी दिस इज रिग्रेसिव एंड दिस शुड बी चेंज एंड माय पॉइंट वाज लाइक आई एम नॉट गोइंग टू जज अ वुमेंस choice of wearing this because i don't know what power she derives from it hmm. human beings are complex and it's not one and two thing and one final thing about this then i'll shut up uh, i asked a <laughs> subscriber had messaged me hmm. on the very next day after the release of hafta in charcha that week and i asked her permission and her name is aditi and she said uh, after listening to your celebration thing i felt a little relaxed and she wrote it in hindi jaise meri apni aastha hai shri ram mein i get overwhelmed with the beauty of the idol i cried there was a feeling of contentment though i curse the politics and of mota bhai for all the violence <laughs> that has led to this right and it yeah. it gave me a sense of uh, validation yeah. so See, yes. i i feel that if you are a ram bhakt nothing wrong with that yeah. but if you legitimize what has happened over there uh, by your aastha in ram is something which is questionable i mean that is what has happened on that particular day you know mm. and and you you are ram bhakt uh, what is wrong with that i am not you, why you are ram bhakt because ram is truth what is wrong with it no. nothing is wrong with it what is wrong is that you you as ram bhakt is trying to legitimize an event which which uh, you know you are rejoicing what is happening over in ayodhya This is something that people. Uh, But sir, sir, that's a matter of perspective, isn't it? Yeah, for them, there's mm. for some there's a connection, for some there isn't. Or And I think only, be. I guess, only a believer kind of understands that. And the mm. other thing is, it, it, when you don't believe, it's it's questionable. It's a complexity of faith. I understand Hinduism enough that places are important, and different idols mean different things, and I can separate that. But people cannot. But mm. that's a matter of perspective. Like for example, I, I, I. my sister my when we were young growing up you know jana suprabhadam ms subalakshmi jana suprabhadam na 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 whatever i i don't know mere mere so now <clears throat> when i hear that i feel nice it's something Haan, that I, but for my sister that when she says when that plays i am visualizing ayars ayangars of tamil nadu crushing dalits yeah oh. that is what it means to me so If I were to use that track in a film, it would be playing. It would be it would be the background score of you know 
upper caste men exploiting mm. that is what i would use it for mm. whereas for me it's a happy place so you mm. see it's 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 different, it's different for different people it's a per, it's, it's matter of perspective okay and i am not even a ram bhakt anyway right? mm. i don't do any religious thing mm. not even minor ones Parinay Deepshah says, "Dear Anil, I agree with Manisha's view that Muslim women must be at the forefront of reforms concerning polygamy." Anas's argument, focusing on hypothetical consent situations, minimizes the often harsh realities women face under this practice. Jayashree is suggesting that banning polygamy now is disingenuous due to current political actions on the Uniform Civil Code seems contradictory. If we acknowledge the harm polygamy can inflict, any move towards reform, regardless of origin, is positive. It's worth noting a significant parallel: the British banning of sati. While imposed by colonial rulers, this reform ended a horrific practice, even with opposition from orthodox Hindus. Mm. Similarly, banning polygamy now serves the greater good, regardless of broader political agendas. I commend Manisha for her insights. While I respect Anas and Jayashree's contribution, political arguments defending polygamy risk undermining the very real experience of women within affected communities. Can you imagine a film like Nikah released today? It would become a political hot potato. क्या होता है उसमें? दिल के ये राजोट your best friend doesn't know who you're dating and <laughs> until when you realize that it's the same girl that the beauty of indian men they don't know like amitabh bachchan shashi movies you know vinod khanna and amitabh bachchan and rakhi in whatever film that pyar zindagi hai movie hmm. so then but after he says talaq 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 in a fit of rage he is pining away and is having whiskey and listening to gulam ali's this particular song chupke chupke raat din aansu bahaya chupke chupke raat din aansu bahaya yes. so he's so miserable that i've been a dick and i've said talaq 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 that now i want her back <laughs> <laughs> that Raj Kapoor's best friend said, "I won't marry her, although she's in love with me." He says, "Here, take her back, like she's goods." Your delivery has come. Yeah, here, write a sign here. And then Salma Aga says, "I'm not. You will not decide where I will go. Whether you love you one day, said the lakh, the lakh. You said I love you, but my friend loves you more. So you go to like. हमारी तरफ से तुम शरीर तौर पर मसीम के साथ जा सकती हो. हमने तुम्हें आजाद किया. आजाद किया. तुम होते कौन हो मुझे आजाद करने वाले? मैं तो तुम्हारी लॉन्डी नहीं जो तुमने मुझे आजाद किया और ना ही तुम्हारी जेब में पड़ा हुआ नोट जिसे तुम जब चाहो खैरात में दे दो लीलोफर हमारी पूरी बात तो सुनिए सुनना तो मेरी तकदीर है औरत हूँ ना जो सदियों से मर्द की बात सुनती चली आई लेकिन आज तुम्हें मेरी बात सुननी पड़ेगी मैं पूछती हूँ कि जो शादी मेरी मर्जी के बगैर हो ही नहीं सकती उसके टूटने या तोड़ने में मेरी हार ना का दखल क्यों नहीं जरूरी मैं पूछती हूँ वसीम में और आप में फर्क क्या है इन्होंने तलाक गाली की तरह दी आपने तोहफे की तरह इन्होंने तलाक देकर अपना हक जताया आप वही तलाक देख के अपनी कुर्बानी का एहसास दिलाना चाहते हैं so it was a very yeah. progressive, progressive for its time yeah but yeah. today if that film was released like mr modi is saying go watch 
this Yami Gautam's whatever this film that is coming out on Article Three Seventy. He endorsed that oh, also. Yeah, yeah. He, said, he says you'll get to, he'll get to know the reality of Article Three Seventy. Wow. Shit. I But these two friends that. are dicks here. <laughs> <laughs> like, my friend loves you more, so I'll abandon you. Are you Chandni? Same thing, Chandni. Anonymous says. Moving on to our letters. Anonymous says in a country where Modi has already ostracized Muslims, and now there's a clear campaign of hate against Sikhs. Can he really continue to ride on that hardcore Hindu vote to continue winning? Modi is not getting the vote in Punjab anytime soon, but it does appear that he doesn't care. Or is the plan to just win these elections through delimitation, make everything but the cow belt obsolete, then rule forever? No, I don't think everything will be obsolete even. Next is Cordyceps. Mm. <laughs> I always laugh at this. So yeah. Cordyceps has basically asked us why we have not spoken about Sandesh Khali, Sandesh Khali, yes, not yeah. Sandesh Khali. uh he says that nuisance didn't make a mention of it and the nl website only had a piece on the oci journalist which was put up last friday this is deeply disappointing from a news organization that regularly criticizes godi media when they don't cover similar stories from bridbhushan singh on manipur uh and he's given a wire link to it's a very good piece actually on uh, everything that has happened there so cordyceps um nuisance when we recorded this was still kind of brewing so we focused more on farmers We did commission a piece to uh, Snigdendu, who usually writes for us from West Bengal. You know, he early fell. last week, but he fell sick. He got fever. So then, finally, we got another person to write, and that piece has been up now for two days on mm. the media. You know, suppression of media. Mm. So that's there, and uh, that I think we did paper. have it as a headline on Hafta last week. It was there, and we, we and we've discussed it today. And another piece so, is in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah so. but the first piece that was commissioned, yeah, was would have been up. Five much days earlier, had yeah, much earlier, and had. I think yeah, this is one of the things maybe I miss about daily dose that even a few people heard it pro fora, it covered everything of the right. day, so you could avoid all these. <laughs> But anyway, point taken. Um, next letters from Karthik. He says another stellar episode as usual. Please make it standard practice to have young reporters, either yours or other independent media houses, on hafta as often as possible. It's great to hear voices like Sumedha's who put in hard work and get insightful reportage. As an aside, refreshing to hear from someone who doesn't have a foot or half in the grave already, like most of us old lot. Please try to get Nikhil Vagle and his son Parth, who's also a wonderful journalist, to speak about political situation in Maharashtra, physical assault that took place. My dear state is where I think the final battle of BJP's cultural project will be fought, as we gave rise to a good say, but also Ambedkar and Phule. Best wishes to everyone. Thanks, Karthik. Ashwarya says in recent time the hafta gets put out as late as one or two p.m. on Saturday. This is quite problematic for early risers like me who have to wait inordinately for the podcast to be published. I understand you may have your own marketing logic algorithm which perhaps suggests that the best time to release is afternoon, and you may not want it to clash with nuisance. At least we don't want it to clash with nuisance. That's the basic thing, which is why it comes out by one-ish, two hours after nuisance. But she has a good suggestion that why don't you just publish it in the morning and promote it later. <laughs> Yeah, we should just publish it so those our, our loyal producers yeah we can promote yeah. it but publish it. I, I think on the website it can go up and the YouTube chota hafta can go to us yeah, because should, that it, we don't want it to clash. Yeah, put it up in nine because even I on Saturday when I wake up is when I get really irritated when Bill Maher's that oh, 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 real time available. real time is not there because sometimes even that is uploaded much later. So we should upload it right in the morning. We can promote it later. But people who have appointment viewing, they can wake up on Saturday and immediately start listening to while doing their yoga. And podcast listening is quite scheduled. And like you have to quickly exactly. go YouTube through them. YouTube video, chota of that usual one o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Neil says, "Love the work. Keep it up for the upcoming election. Who are the major political figures that we are interviewing? People that matter in power and in opposition seem to be missing from news laundry's in-depth, long-form interviews." Neil, you'd be surprised 
how few people agree to give us interviews no matter which political party they're from yes mm. curious to know your take on prashant kishore what he's been doing in bihar he's giving interviews on every channel but again news laundry is missing actually he, his team has repeatedly asked me to come to bihar and cover him and interview him so maybe the only thing is just going all the way there for one interview one interview i don't know if it makes sense but we'll no they're in touch and we'll definitely do something with prashant kishore very soon uh what's your but, take on but just for the record we had asked him for an interview in the past he had said yes and then he backed out mm. yeah so it's yeah but i think we will get in i mean we think we interviews are valuable and yeah. we'd like to have them but i mean we'll go that far but no further to get an interview hmm. and for the record like personally i think what he's doing is valuable if nothing else hmm. and in politics i think i would not underestimate someone who puts in the time like, just the time factor of just being there yeah, for one yeah. year consistently on the road i think that's something to note like i think all of us have repeated results. this on multiple times on different occasions like there is no substitute for ground work in right. politics Absolutely. and he's doing that yeah what happens we don't know um also asked about lalan top i really love lalan top i love watching them so yeah hmm. abin t sam says listening to sumedha's story about her colleague breaking down made me realize once again how important public funded media is like abhi said there are only two views to any story one of the government and two of the other side in most cases the actual truth and if we do not fund the media we will never know the truth like ravi says we always know if the government has done something good because they have an entire ministry for that and of course they have advertisements for that but we will never know if they have done something wrong unless there's media who aren't funded by them to tell us the truth this alone should send wait this is a tongue twister this alone should send shivers down our spine <laughs> not should change shivers uh, <laughs> to realize that we will never know the truth unless public funded media tells us abhi you should start saying when the public pays the public gets to know the truth else you'll only know what the government wants you to know Done. what a scary situation nice. if we get, just pause and think for a while thank you guys for what doing what you do i for one cannot thank you enough thank you and we Abin also Sam, yes abin you thank people. you we also can't thank you enough man Anonymous says Khalistan incident in Bengal with the IPS officer might be the first high profile incident that made the news but since the farmer protests ended there have been quite a few cases of Sikhs being approached and either taunted or questioned about Khalistan it has happened to a few of my friends as well it's the same playbook that's used for muslims where dedicated twitter accounts are formed for fear mongering without with out of context clips about Khalistan There's a concerted effort from these right-wing accounts to do the same thing they've already done to Muslims and create an environment of hate. I almost worry what's going to happen with this farmer protest intensifying already. It's so dangerous what they're doing. Honestly, yeah. I mean, considering everything we've seen through the 80s to just bring this up when there is no actual ground level reality to this Khalistan boogies, mindless, dangerous. Right on that note let's quickly get the recommendations the from everybody and wind up for the week with a very special song uh, from Nikah uh, so that <laughs> Manisha who was not born when this film was big can When also, was it released it must be late 70s early 80s when I was a kid I remember but even I had good taste to know that this woman's voice is terrible yes mm. it was like a, uh, was I was a very nasal. young kid and some people used to play it and i thought he would peepni wala tha and i said so so what's your recommendation my recommendations once uh, manisha was talking about russia if she's going to see an uprise 
during her time i think the last jars is a very good uh, docu drama on netflix 2009 i think i had recommended it in the past also hmm. so this is one that you must watch the two movies uh, one is nayad and the other is raste uh, nayad is uh, oscar nominee uh, it is available on netflix story of dana nayad who made six attempts to you know uh, uh, swim for uh, almost nine, 96 hours i think 96 hours she swam mm. and from cuba to uh, uh, hawaii in uh, you know in hawaii or some other place in the us mm. but the distance was 96 kilo and she tried six times she tried when she was 30 she failed now when she grows up and she is into her uh, 50s and 60s then she tries so it's a, it's a fascinating story and then again my uh my favorite actress judy foster is also part of it i i saw her for a long time so this is one movie and rustin is about uh, you know uh, this uh, the in 1963 he organized he's a, he's, he follows gandhi he uh, follower of gandhi and he he organizes the biggest rally political rally in 1963 in the us uh so and he was uh, you know associate of martin luther, uh, luther uh, king so 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 it's a story about rustin who was gay also at that time so the kind of mm. you know problems that he faced mm. so, so it is just a story of rustin and that particular public rally good good movie mm sounds really nice shardul i have three recommendations and for a change, not a change but like mm. sorry but none of them are from news laundry this week mm but the first one is and this came to my head talking to another autistic person advocate um i won't go into the detail but this conversation has somehow been lost between ukraine and palestine what's happening in sudan and it has been happening for almost 11 months now so this is an article in guardian from fred harter who's reporting from adesh ababa inside the darfur camp where a child dies every 2 hours and almost 11 million people have been displaced because of the civil war in sudan this is the serious one the second one is i was really in conflict which game should i because we talked about ram and all that like my personal stuff so i'm giving you three things i love the honest reporting second is game baldur's gate 3 the sensation of last year in gaming world who doesn't know if you want to learn how to write dialogues background music complex narratives anything you want the, the best game of all time Baldur's Gate three, and the third one is I'm finding I am in better mental health because I'm regaining my love for romance and all that I used to be. So an old movie, one of my first favorite romantic movies, Lost in Translation. It was oh, by Sofia Coppola. Oh, lovely song! And lovely. Song. Can you imagine I was an That's RSS boy? <laughs> that was Scarlett Johansson's first film, right? Not first. No, no, not, not first. first. Because but was, kind of her breakout film. It's, yeah. it's where he goes to Japan and whiskey and all yeah, that. Yeah, Bill right? Murray. Yes, Bill Murray. That's yeah. right. Wow. It, it's sort of a May December romance. Uh, yeah. The two are ma- uh, it's supposed to be an ode to his ex-wife, no? That the director. Ex-wife, no. Sofia yeah. Coppola written and directed. Uh, sorry, this is supposed to be about the divorce from her point of view, and I think the husband made another film. I oh, was I too see. young to know all this. Like I yeah, was in Arif stuff, film, like two thousand three. Who's she married to? Sofia Coppola. I don't know. I don't know, but I loved this movie back then also. So, yeah, so we hid from our parents and you know rented the CD. Yeah, I don't even watch films anymore, man. It's pretty. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I've just lost my 
Mm. So these three are my recommendations. All right, thank you. So Manisha. my recommendation is an apple bomb piece in the Atlantic by Rasha Kilnavalni, and there's a really poignant paragraph in it which I'll read. She says that Navalny is dead because he returned to Russia from exile in 2021, having already been poisoned twice, knowing he would be arrested. By doing so, he turned himself from an ordinary Russian into something else—a model of what civic courage can look like in a country that has very little of it. If Navalny showed his countrymen how to be courageous, Putin wants to show them that courage is useless. Mm. This is why I was wondering about whether there'll ever be a come uping. There is a um, come up. Sorry, there's a series on Amazon called Expat with Nicole Kidman, which is which I quite liked. It's set uh, oh, yeah, in this, Hong Kong. Yeah, she was raving about it. And Rajshree. Hong Kong is so gorgeous. I I've never seen it in a movie, but I really want to visit there. Maybe if you have subscribers. I don't know if it's that gorgeous anymore. <laughs> I've visited in '95. It was a lovely place. It just it. looks lovely. It's but and it seems like there's just so much culture. Ab kaha? And no, but why? Because of the crackdown. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, Hong Kong is not the. So many companies have fled Hong Kong. Everyone's out of Hong. You can't say what you want. It was buzzing. Basically, Hong Kong was the more cosmopolitan version of Singapore. Yes. Mm. So at the time. Yeah, at the time. Before the Russians took over, and we have a stellar Dhamakedar three-part series on our website. It's a collaboration with the News Minute yeah. and News Laundry. That turned out Dhamaka. We have spent how many months? Two months, Two three months. months on this investigation, painstakingly looking at a pattern, a very troublesome pattern where companies are raided. There is action by central agencies, could be IT, ED, CBI, and there's a pattern where they. Just happened to donate to BJP after the central agency it's an action. Unconnected <laughs> pattern, but it's a pattern. Yeah, it's a pattern. So <laughs> it's. टेंटेडीज journalists talk about it businessmen talk about it so do mm. check it out and please get people to subscribe for yeah, the story so that we can do public interest journalism uh my two recommend the first news minute news laundry investigation together oh is it yeah. well, i thought we'd done a few others before that okay it's first one so see stronger huh? together no, we can do more together no we did elections together but yeah, but, but this is yeah, the, first this is the first investigation correct yeah. fantastic so two podcasts one is also on alexis navalny um it's I mean, it just had me riveted. It's about a half an hour long podcast. Mm. It's um, an econ economist podcasts. One day in the life of Alexei Navalny. Uh, I mean, I'm just. I think he's a remarkable man. So brave. So he he wore his courage so lightly, like it's not a big deal. <clears throat> Almost knowing certainly he's going to die when he goes back. But he said, "I'm going back home. Why should I not go?" So. Uh, I mean I, I it's a wonderful podcast it makes you get to know the man and it makes you get to know the horrible man who he was up against and I really hope his death is not in vain and something and comes out of it And such people are fascinating just to have that sort of courage is yeah, just, it's really it's very something to be studied how people And the second it. is um last week there was this one case where Indian Navy actually fought off these pirates of the coast of Red Sea pirates 
So yeah, so um, I don't know why it wasn't made such a big deal. I I thought it would be I made a bigger deal. Yeah, but I would have thought prime time would be saying, "Chappe oh. chappan inch ko dekhe bhag gaye hoti rebel patni." Yeah, sir. Pata nahi hua nahi. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So I, in, fact, in fact, in fact, I. What Indian? Some foreigners also. In fact, I read it in BBC, but um, so so this explains this podcast that why is America. American Navy, the worldwide protector of seas, because oceans wherever yeah. there's problem, it's American Navy that goes. Like, who gave them the theka ki, bhai, wahan bhi problem hai, American Navy jaagi, yahan problem American Navy jaagi. So it's a very interesting podcast on how it came to be. It there was a reason it evolved that way. Okay. So these are my two recommendations. I'd like to thank our wonderful producer Aryan, who, in very dramatic circumstances, was covering the protest. Uh, tear gas <laughs> shell blew up. He passed out. The phone got lost. And wonderful Nishtha, who replaced his phone, our subscriber, or he sold it in Chowdi Bazaar. And Nishtha and Abhinandan say Kriya Rao. But thank you, Aryan, for your wonderful uh, production on ground and in the studio. Thank you, Anil, our sound recordist. Thank you, Shardul. Thank you, Manisha. Thank you, Raman sir. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And Thank I want to say one thing. Please read that Sudan article because in international which group, article Sudan. the one I recommended because yeah. the point that came up because all of us from different countries, the, the major point ma- made was that this was ignored because these are black people. Right. On that note, we shall leave you with this song that uh, will uh, educate those of you who don't know about talaq and nikah. About talaq and nikah in a nasal voice. Have a great weekend. Dil ki ye arzu thi koi dil ruba mile. Dil ki ye arzu thi koi dil ruba mile. Lo ban gaya naseeb ke tum. हमसे आ मिले दिल की ये आरज़ू कोई दिल रुबा मिले थैंक यू फॉर योर सब्सक्रिप्शन यू आर चेंजिंग द वर्ल्ड बाय चेंजिंग द वे न्यूज़ इज फंडेड फॉर द स्मूथेस्ट न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री एक्सपीरियंस डाउनलोड द न्यूज़ लॉन्ड्री ऐप इट इज द बेस्ट वे टू लिसन टू आवर पेवॉल्ड पॉडकास्ट्स and you'll also get access to all free news laundry shows keep us ad free and subscriber funded help us grow tell people who listen to you to pay to keep news free subscribe to news laundry keep journalism independent